31 of the big conspire um it's episode 31 we've had a couple of weeks off how you doing bro i'm all right bro how are you i'm, I'm all right I'm, I'm awesome um i look really short today i'm not that short i'm actually six foot four i'm not really six foot four um shit's been happening in the world still bad shit bad shit's going down at the moment it's the uh, takedown of humanity is that what you think fire kill shots yeah i do i actually do I just think it's very, 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 it's very sad. I think um, 60 to 100% of everyone that's had at least two of the vaccines is going to be dead in. Let's chuck a number out there. 100 years? 50, 50, I was going to say 50 years. <laughs> I don't know. I desperately hope there's it's not, 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 you know, not as. I know I've gone straight onto it, but you can't help it, can you? It's not as uh, bad as what I fear, but. I fear it's as bad as it, I fear. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is our 31st episode of The Big Conspire, and um, we are broadcasting live on Twitch. So what's been happening in the world? Your world? My world? Smacking stuff? Um, my little dog's ill. I know, very, very poorly. Your poor little pug. Poor little well, dog, don't cry. She'll be getting better now. She's coming home tomorrow. Had a lot done though, isn't she? It's like, yeah. She cut. Is she transhuman now? Trans dog. He is. She's a like, robo dog. Oh, she's got. He's got. A, he's got a lovely pug. Lovely pug that goes. <laughs> and but that can't breathe very well, so it's had to have. I don't oh, know. She had pneumonia, so. Yeah. Go off and be treated. Bless, but um, yeah. So that that's that's your news. I haven't got any. I've got that. We had a hedgehog in the garden last night. The last couple of nights, some dog's been going trying to eat it. So we're about to sort him out and stop him eating it. And you know, I saw a grey fox yesterday, a really big grey fox. And I don't, I don't know there are any grey foxes. Could it be? I may be like absolutely full of mange or something like that. It's a dog man. No, a well, tiny dog man. It wasn't even that tiny. I'll be honest with you. It was quite big. It was like you do get grey foxes, don't you? you, you do you get? Do you, I don't fox, know. I'm do just. I don't, that's what I, I. I forgot to look it up. It was just an old just fox. Talk. It was yeah, maybe an old yeah, foxy fox. It was. It was big. It was a big. It, it was, was a, a dog big bastard. It was. No, it was a fox. I know what a fox is and what a dog is. It was like, and you, dogs don't just run around randomly like now, do they? It was a fox anyway. I know what it was, but it was grey. Okay. And I've got colourblind, but I'm not like it didn't turn go from red <laughs> to grey because I'm colourblind. Like, um, yeah. So that, that's that. Um, yeah, that's it. That was a great episode. <laughs> Done that before. What are you drinking? Have you got you got a little bit? You've got a little bit of bourbon, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What bourbon is it? Jim Bean? Yeah, disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like drinking alcoholic peanut peanut juice. The worst thing. I've got Jack Daniels with oh, Jack Daniels is a bit of a cheap bourbon as well with um lime juice and ginger ale. I think it's a I don't know, it's called you know what? This isn't why people are coming to listen to this. 
Might be. They might be interested in what we're drinking. <laughs> might be interested in what we're... Um, they're probably not. All right, so, okay, all right. I do apologise. We'll get off that. Anyway, that's... The, so, if in um, in an hour's time or an hour and a half time, I'm slurring. It's because I've got... I've lined my drinks up on the side, so I don't have to keep up getting up to get drink them. But I've had no, literally no paranormal... So I can't um, ask you if you had any meaningful dreams. Ask me. I've had nothing. Uh, bro, bro, step back. Have you had any meaningful dreams? No, but I did find my dream book. Okay, where was it? Oh, in the box next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so was it there all the time? I presume so. No, it wasn't. It disappeared. It was stolen by the dream fairies, and then it was put back there. So that's what I think, as far as I'm concerned. Have you had any meaningful dreams? Have you had anything? I had a couple of weird experiences. Oh, go for it. All right. Um, what do you want? I had a dream, and then I had a um, a weird experience that might have been remembering a dream. What one do you want to know first? I want probably the dream first, then you could tell me about the weird experience of remembering the dream. Okay. Makes sense, wouldn't it? Is it the same dream you remember? No, no, different things. Oh, okay. Okay, so the dream was, which I, okay, I thought it was going to be something cool but it turned out that it probably wasn't but anyway i was we was i was having a dream and we was right. in a house there were me and you i think you may have been going to buy the house it was quite an old house like, I, I do that yeah it was all sort of old and we went to one of the rooms i think there was like someone showing us around and they're like oh this is the haunted room and we was like oh cool let's go in there so we went inside and i remember the the room was like just a square box room i don't think it had a window and the wallpaper was like old weird 70s wallpaper it was all blue like a lightish blue and then they had these gold flowers or maybe like brown flowers anyway right typical 70s it was a memory kind of... yes yeah, so, right. and then we we started calling for the ghost it was like hello but as we was calling out it was our voices were really muffled so you you couldn't hear us it's like we were shouting but it was only coming out as a whisper okay and we, we were trying to contact it and then all of a sudden the dream room turned into like a carousel with horses on you know like a fairground like in the same sort of color so the carousel was blue and the horses were like gold and then at that point i knew that the ghost was a someone who had been a child murderer oh christ and all of a sudden i got the the voice uh voice well like a name in my head of um george goons and then i woke up and i woke up with that name in my head right so no, no, don't bother looking up because that's one of the things I'm saying. So I woke up and I've done it before with like hear names and I think oh, I yeah, need I to remember that. Yeah. And need to remember that. And I usually can't. But this time I was, I was fixed in my head, got up, had a wee, went back to bed and woke up the next morning and I still remember the name. So I got up and obviously at some point I thought, oh, I'll have a look and see if George Goons means anything, has done anything or whatever. But it, you know what? I couldn't find a single <laughs> bloody thing. It could be a... Um... It could be an. Anagram. Well, at the time, you know, like when I woke up next morning, I thought, oh, maybe this is like, I, you know, it'll, the name will come up and it will be linked to something and it will just have, even if not a, any sort of real meaning, it'll just. But it, yeah, I've done a, a search for the name and I couldn't find anything. Anybody. There's like no one called that in the world. There's someone called George Washington Fletcher, who was a Philadelphia goon, who was. Um, he got hung for lots of crimes. No, nah, nothing. It was just one of those. It's just a dream. And then, like, yeah. a made up name, as you'll want to do. 
George Coons, George Coons, Coons, George. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, anyway, you do, you do. It's good the fact that you remember the name, but it's quite hard to remember, you know, specific, specific stuff about. Yeah. Um, sort of and then like that. the next thing was. This is this is quite hard to explain, but you remember before I've talked about where sometimes I have seems like experiences where I remember almost remember having the same being in the same place before. Like a memory yeah. that's yeah, but not yeah. day, it's not deja vu. It's not the same as that. Or um, maybe it no. is a, a type of deja vu, but it's not, completely not different. Consider normal deja vu. Yeah, yeah. it's a completely different feeling where I know someone's going to say something before they say it, and sometimes yes, it goes yes. off and as if it doesn't happen that way. As a, like yeah. I remembered it. You think it is, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. I had I had a, it's deja vu, but it's, yeah, yeah. I had one of those. I was driving along and I was listening to a podcast, and I had the bit of the podcast come on. I thought. Oh, man, I, I've been here before. I've done this. And the person in the podcast was talking about ivermectin. And the strange thing is, I had that sort of experience, but it was like a memory of me remembering that point, but listening like in a different place where I didn't know who I was listening to and I had no clue what ivermectin was. It was, it was like I was remembering this like no, hearing it before but i was the the feeling i got was like a memory of me last time no, I, I i didn't know what ivermectin but yeah i don't know what i've just so done that, you've just sent a, you've sent that thought of what you were listening to back in time to yourself so that's and now you're remembering you're remembering you receiving that message from before but not actually knowing what ivermectin was oh, but you can't no. remember when you, i don't know that, but it I felt like i felt was, like i dreamt, well, just said, i dreamt it felt like it was a dream up. Like I was a, reliving a dream that I had before, but during the dream, I didn't have a clue what ivermectin was or who I was listening to. Although when I was doing it, like the what, other day, I knew both. I don't know. What, it was just a what weird you've experience. you just um, sent the thought to your, one of your parallel life, you know, parallel self in a, 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 you know, one of your other selves in a different universe where none of this shit's happening. And he's, he's gone, what the fuck's ivermectin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like, Fuck is ivermectin? It's a, it was a weird, weird feeling anyway. Interesting. I love that. I've had nothing. Mm. I did kind of wake up. Was it last night or the night before? And I thought there was this big black shadow over the bed. But then, you know, when you do that, and then I just like, I just went back to sleep. But it was probably just night time, if you know what I mean. I don't, I don't know. I had to try to do some sort of. To be fair, I had tried to do meditation, like to clear some negative energy and stuff like that before I went to bed. And like, you know, when you wake up in the night, I like looked up and it's like, is that like a big black shadow over the bed? But and then I just literally just went back to sleep. But that 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 is my only, you know, irrelevant. Can't remember anything else again because like, so I haven't had my dream book there, so I can't. Oh well, disappointing. You you've been well, decided. You, you, you've more than made up for it. You've been decidedly disappointing these past few weeks. Oh, that's what, in what in what sense just generally in well actually <laughs> since we've done the podcast you've been mostly disappointed <laughs> your, your meaningful dreams mm. and I, i'll you know, work on it you know, yeah, but if, I, hold on if we got any if we got any listeners who have got any dreams that are meaningful in a, a spiritual type way type way send us send them into us and we'll read them out in that weirdly graphic like no, no, yeah, not just that. Uh, I don't, you think it's meaningful. I don't want to. Well, you um, do want, yeah. I don't want to. Just a, a dream. I want something that has seems to appear to have meaning. 
Something yeah, and and why yeah. why it has meaning? Yeah, send it into well, us. I, I want to hear um, apocalyptic dreams. dreams. I love those. That shit. That apocalyptic end of the world stuff. Had so many of those end of the world stuff. It's coming, man. It's coming. It's the Chinese. Chinese are coming. China. Fair enough. Right. So that's that. So what you got? Any news for us? Uh, I reckon I've got a little bit of news. I, I haven't got. Oh, George Goon's murder. I know. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, oh, I'll move my camera about. Um, you remember we were talking about, um, it's just a brief rundown of this. We, we, before we were talking about um, the Deagle.com. Yeah. You remember the Deagle.com, but uh, what happened is that, yeah, well, they, they took off the predictions of the population oh, decrease. It's not on there anymore. Obviously, people were like, what the fuck's going on? But I found a, I found a link that was telling you what the, just to, I'm just going to briefly recap of telling you what the basically, you know, the projections. So the projections, projections, sorry, for 2025deagle.com is, um, it's got basically the, the red ones, like the, the people that are really fucked. Well, Canada has got basically 20, 20, 22% of their population gone. Um, Australia, 40%. Germany, gone from population of 80 million down to 28 million. So survival rate is 35%. United States gone from 333 million down to 99 million. So survival rate is 30%. And the top of the tops, UK, 66 million people down to 14 million, a 21% survival rate. So the world population total, like out of it, you know, all of it is an 11% reduction. And I think they want a bit more than that. But um, that's just running over that deagle.com. So it's gone from 7.6 billion down to 6.8 billion. I mean, would you even notice that? We would notice it because we live in the UK. Yeah. America would certainly notice it. Germany would notice it. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that? Um, yeah, I know we've gone over it before, but I mean, do you I think any more? Much of a. I mean, was it was it not when they were talking? We were talking about this before. The vaccines weren't, you know, being rolled out like they are now. I didn't. I don't think. I think they were when we was talking about it. That's what. That's what. We, that's one of the reasons we were talking about it. Okay, fair enough. All right, anyway, get off that. Um, something happened in Australia. 163 students in New South Wales received the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines by mistake. How can they accidentally give them Pfizer? They basically they were kids, and they were given uh, grade 12 students at St Joseph College in New South Wales were given the vaccine. Without parents' consent, yeah. I don't know. Did you see anything about this? No, I mean, right. Okay. Well, there was a press conference, and I've, I just saw the, the clip of this. Right. Okay. New South Wales Health has apologised after an error saw Pfizer COVID vaccines being administered to, board, to boarders at an elite Sydney Catholic school, even though most under 40s in Australia are not eligible for the Pfizer jab. During a press conference on Wednesday, the New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard dismissed criticism. Now I watched this against his department, he told a reporter, you know what, the school intended it well, there was a mistake, and so what, it's happened. Out of a million vaccinations, move on. He did, he was so abrupt, he's like, move on, and just like, sort of walked off, he's like, you know, get over it. So, yeah. uh, so what, 163 kids got um, the Pfizer vaccine, you know, without any parental consent. It's like, 163 kids, fuck you, man, you know what I mean? Like, every, every kid in person's... Well, maybe in a, a month or so, they'll be like, oh, all these kids got... He's got vaccinated and, you know, they're fine. 
Yeah, all. maybe. Maybe that maybe that's what it is. But anyway, that that was um, it was just the way. I saw they a just... story where I'm not sure what country it was in, where a load of people got a saline solution instead of a vaccine. India. And they got that was India. They got recalled back in. Mm. No, I don't, I don't think it was India. Somewhere it was. Else. It was because no, it was one of the hospitals in India. Basically, the hospital because I think I don't know if they're private hospitals, but basically they just made the vaccines up themselves and then charged people money for it. Then there loads of people got arrested. That wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was... wasn't this story. That wasn't the story. Oh, okay. Well, that's one of the stories. So that there was. So maybe the. Okay. Where was this one then? You know, I'm not sure. Remember. I didn't. I didn't save it. I didn't. But it was uh, like 120 odd people again. I think were given a saline and then like that to be recalled to come and get the proper vaccine. All right. Just how do you mix up that? How do you mix up the well, saline it, it, solution? It sounds... Surely it comes from know. the, you know, they've got bottles with the vaccine thing yeah. on them. There's obviously some, well, there's iffy shit going on, isn't there? There is. The whole thing's iffy. The, the whole thing's freaking iffy. But yeah, that's a, uh, that was, um, yeah. Um, what have I got? Okay, okay. Ouch. I'm just going to interrupt oh, on, this. Sorry, I, asked for, I asked for dreams and we got Sweat Dog in chat. I'm not sure. I hope he's not making this up. Like sweat Dog. But he said he had a duck. He had a, a duck chase him. He had to get on a plane to get away from it. And then Jennifer Lopez was in his bedroom and she opened her suitcase and a duck was in there. I like it. I'm not sure what it means. Well, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, I'm sure it has meaning somewhere. I'm sure it does. I probably woke up and thought, why did I pay attention to the duck in the suitcase and not Jennifer Lopez <laughs> while she was in the bed his bedroom? Yeah, I imagine. Close like, it back in the suitcase. God and... damn it! Duck! Jennifer Lopez, what do I pick? I've been ducked. Mm. <laughs> a ducker. All right, carry on. Can, can you, de can you, can you, can you um, de decipher that? Dream? I can't. I've got nothing there. I've got nothing. You're the either. dream person. You do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I can't. I don't think I can define. I can't. Ah, I can't. I can't say it. I can't decipher that. I've only had one drink. I can't decipher that one. Let's turn my um, phone down. Otherwise, it's going to be pinging away. Right, my next thing is, um, I'm sure we talked about this. Did we not talk about it last week or the last episode? Is Klaus Schwab cyber attack worse than the COVID-19 crisis? Power grid down, banking offline. Do you remember, for God's, for God's sake, I can't remember what, what oh, cyber polygon, isn't it? And then it's, this is their um, our simulation, basically, cyber polygon, where Klaus Schwab reckons that, Klaus Schwab, Schwab. That, Schwab, that um, basically they've done a scenario where there's a comprehensive cyber attack. It was bringing complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole, basically. And it will be worth like it, the, the um, pandemic will seem like just like a spit in the pan or wherever it is. But basically, what I wanted to bring that up again is it's the day the um, scenario is supposed to start. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, just the saying, attacks uh, have already started. Have they? Well, apparently, yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I don't know if they've already started. Yeah, but four that... days ago, gang behind huge cyber attack demands seventy million in Bitcoin. Oh, okay. The Where gang behind that? the colossal ransomware attack. This is from I think four days ago. Has demanded seventy million dollars uh, paid in Bitcoin in return for a universal decryptor that it says will unlock the files of all victims. The Reevil Group claims its malware, which initially targeted US IT firm Cassia, okay. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, know. has one uh, has hit one million systems. 
This number has not been verified and the exact total of victims are unknown. However, it does include 500 Swedish co-op supermarkets and 11 schools in New Zealand. Two Dutch IT firms have also been hit, according to local media reports. I know the Swedish supermarkets had to close down. I think it like affected their tills or something. On Friday, cybersecurity firm Huntress Labs estimated about 200 firms have been affected. The supply chain attack initially targets targeted K. Kaseya before spreading through corporate networks that use its software. Kaseya has said that fewer than 40 of its customers had been affected. But because Kaseya right. provides software to manage services providers, firms which themselves provide outsource IT services to other companies, the number of victims may be much greater. Basically, there's a load more of that, but yeah. That's the beginning of the end of the world. Well, beginning of the end of the end. Shows the beginning of the end of the beginning of the end of the world. Yeah, it's just, you know. Is this, do you think this shit's happening all the time, though? Possibly. You know, because it's so, maybe, I will explain, like, soft targets, call them soft targets, so they can do it. So they, you know, try and do it to get the money and stuff like that. So it could very well just sort of be sort of happening all the time. Not on a massive scale like they say, you know, they're going to shut down. Well, the first thing will go, you would have thought would be the internet. And then, you know, the power supplies and stuff like that. And you've got to think about power supplies, which means if it was, the you know, properly the power supply would be like the water and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure the water, the water sort of companies have backup power supplies. Then we, you would have thought, this is going to sound stupid, that the power companies would have backup, backup power supplies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I actually got in, in um, before I knew that it was the date that they were start, supposed to be starting it, I did actually get some emergency supplies i got i don't know shitloads of tins of food and stuff like that but i've realized i don't have a spare tin opener there'll be murders over that but i've got all my i've got my water and you know etc 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 have you got yours yet no no i've got my special cupboard the kids don't know we've done it we, we've done it sort of is that where you're going to hide from them and eat the water and that is it, no, it's a very small cupboard. No, it's just they'll be like, what are you doing that for? And they'll tell people. And I'm telling okay. you, and obviously everybody knows now who listens to this, but I don't know where I live. So, but I'll find you. Well, why you would they know them. where I live? Why are they going to find know. me? They might as well go to the supermarket and get their own stuff before coming. Yeah, they, they might as well. Just go there, yeah. Plus, I'm armed, so don't fuck with me. And I've got a dog. Oh, your bow and arrow. How's yeah, that going? Bow and arrow? I ain't used it yet. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> Got a string on it. I don't know. Well, because it's for emergency, isn't it? It's like Such I probably should fire it before. Say. Well, you know, it's like or the zombies attack. Exactly. I've been going to the gym. Well done. I'm super. I'm super. Um, super. Whatever. Fit. Run away from the zombies and stuff. Anyway, my next bit. Um. Oh, I don't have. I've got. I don't have. I've got any more news for you, bro. Because um. Basically, we didn't want to do like too much. You know, extra news. I do have one actual personal story, as it happens, actually. Um, I think I told, uh, I don't know if I told you about this. I'm going to read it out. I got a message from one of my friends because he's not a super conspiracy guy, but he kind of like. Right, here we go. He sent me this. Hi, mate. The start of the government blackmailing people into having the vaccine. Otherwise, I think you do know about this. Otherwise, you will lose your job. Looks like it's coming. Just had a meeting with my boss, and he said that he has been squeezed into making this happen. Otherwise, he will be shut down. 
fucking joke, he says. I don't know what the situation is with self-employed couriers, a route I'm possibly going to have to go down to avoid the vaccine. I don't like bullying by the government over this. So basically, yeah, I mean, basically, his boss is telling him that he's being squeezed. It must be, I don't know who's, I don't know, I don't know which company he works for. I know he's a driver and he, he, you know, he's in distribution. So he's been squeezed to try and sort of force his employees to get vaccinated. For, I mean, it's a fucking stupid thing. I mean, I, 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 I advised him, I said, just tell tell your boss or you have to, I think, put it in writing that um, he has to sign something to say that he's, he, not the government, he is personally responsible if you take the vaccine that he has to, you know, yeah. look after you. If you, you know, if there's any illnesses, he is personally responsible if something should happen, you know, like health-wise, et cetera, you know, to sort of try and batten down and also quote the Nuremberg Code. It's, it's against, it's like, it's literally a crime against humanity for how, you to um, even try and force this onto people. Thing do you, how positive you that this is true though? I'm not saying that his boss might be saying it, but his boss might be a dick and saying that sort of thing to try and get him to be vaccinated. Yeah. Like well, either way, he's a, he's a dick. Don't matter. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he... but one way his boss is a dick, another way the government's forcing him to do it. There's a difference there. Yeah, I know. Well, well, he said he's been going to force has to force him to be vaccinated, otherwise they're going to be shut down. Yeah, the but is that true? I haven't heard that anywhere else. You'd think people would be hearing about it. That you would have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. To be fair, I did I'm actually... It might just be his boss being a dick. I, I, I tweeted um, uh, David Icke's son on Twitter to see what he thought about it, but he didn't reply to me. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're not, I'm not, you're not a big I'm not, I'm not, important, not important enough. So I'm not as like message me on Twitter about saying his bosses, whatever. But um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think of that? I don't, I don't, I don't oh, know, I, I like, like I just said, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything else. It could be true, but it could also just be his boss making shit up to try and get him to so his whole workforce is vaccinated. Why would you do that? Some people are just dumb. Because watches they? BBC News. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I found that story anyway. about the um, uh, people who got the stuff. It's in yeah. Canada. It's, oh, uh, okay. Oh, what, what? The people what, who got the, the saline solution. Yeah, saline instead of the COVID nineteen. Okay, so how got, well, the one I read was oh. in India. So this is two hundred and five people who had. Uh, appointments on June 16th will be contacted to book a repeat vaccination and some people receive a third a third dose. Well, it won't be a third dose because if they only got... Anyway, go back to the top of it. Uh, then Health says six people received an... In... Oh, only six people received an injection of saline instead of the COVID-19 vaccine at its Port Colburn, Ontario clinic. Now 205 people who have had a point. Oh, they don't know. There's six people. They don't know the six people. But they, everyone else, every, the whole lot of them have got to go back and get another vaccine. Uh, okay. Well, I've got thousands of health says, hold on, sorry, public, let me just, on, no, no. Right, I mean, sorry. some people are just trying to get hold of the story in my head. That's I mean, right. Some people receive a third dose. Public health says that both saline uh, dilute and receiving a third dose are safe. A third dose does not provide significant benefit, it says. We deeply regret this error and want to assure the public that immediate corrective measures have been taken. Yeah, just, just more of that, but it's, it's, how is it mixed? Saline 
dilutant and the vaccine come in separate vials they're mixed together in a preparation area before being taken to the nursing station also administered according to the health officials there's no anticipated health effects well obviously not we know that oh so it's, they mix it together to dilute the you know to make a they have a saline and they mix yeah. it with the vaccine to make a proper mixture to put into you yeah but obviously at some point they just decided to I give thought, people I thought it already comes so they have to do it themselves do they and they they do they, they gave them whole saline yeah is that what they okay well the one i've got um thousands get fake covid vaccine shots in alleged scam in india indian authorities arrest 14 people and called off this is from the 5th of july by the way Indian authorities have arrested 14 people and called off a private hospital as they investigate an alleged vaccination scan that purportedly saw thousands of people given shots of saline solution and they thought they were getting coronavirus vaccines. These 2,000 people in the Indian financial capital of Mumbai and 500 in the eastern state of Bengal may have fallen prey to elaborate scam. That just sounds like almost like your thing. But you're saying they, in no. your one, they're saying they fucked it up. Yeah, they, they fucked just up. messed it up. That's just in this people, one, they're saying they've done it on purpose. Yeah, that's just people like setting up a warehouse and then making a fake vaccine and saying to people, come and get a fake vac vaccine. No, it was a hospital. Yeah, it whatever. A warehouse, Make it was a, hospital, a fake but... vaccine and then give us some money and we'll give you a vaccine and then just giving people some shit. And then they got called. Who was so, so it must be people going there and test it. Or I suppose there's like... Yeah, mm -hmm. authorities or whatever. Yeah, maybe someone in the hospital said they're making fake vaccines and giving them to people. Well, it might be because they were like, "You're not allowed to use this vaccine. You have to use our one that we're making." And they're like, "But I oh, actually, it's not a vaccine." That just sounds like a scam. Okay, well, it is a scam. It's definitely a scam. No, it well, sounds, it yeah, but not like a an official scam. It just sounds like someone's made a scam. Whoever runs yeah. the hospital's like, "Oh, we can just give people this shit and pretend it's a vaccine and make some money." Or well, maybe there is um saline solution in a lot you know a lot of the shit going out it's some oh. random maybe you get it maybe you don't get it we said this before didn't we well i would say maybe, you'd, maybe not. it wouldn't help because you'd need to track it all but if the people those six people who got the shot they're obviously they're not sick. being tracked otherwise they would know who got the saline wouldn't they exactly what do you mean yeah, exactly so I mean, for trials, if you were giving half the people saline and have half the people a vaccine and then you were wanting to, like, I know it's very unethical to do that, but then yeah. determine whether the vaccine is better than just saline, you'd have to keep track of who got what. But obviously they're not doing that because otherwise they'd know the six people uh, who got It should be numbers them. because, yeah. oh, no. I don't know. Well, unless they do it, do it batches on a day, like everyone who got it on this day is, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Just give me one second. I've got to put my light on. Okay, we'll do that. And I'll, I'll just sit here by myself. I've done that earlier, shouldn't you? It's forgetting things. You're very forgetful, aren't you? What did I forget? Put your light on. Oh, he's off again. Well, I, I, I think the people in India, yeah, it just sounds like a big scam to make money. Sorry about that. My doggy came in with a bottle and a nice crunchy plastic bottle and it's quite loud. It starts them to remove the bottle from the dog's mouth because otherwise there'll be another scrapped episode. Anyway, where were we? That was it really, wasn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I mean I, I didn't I didn't um I didn't I didn't pick up 
that many stories because I thought maybe we'd prefer to talk about other things rather than the news. You know, a lot of people, you can find what you want from anywhere, can't you, you know? And I think, again, with um, like the COVID, until something changes, you know, until there's major something, yeah, it's not really worth going over the sort of the same stuff, is it? You know, no. until I mean, I know you've got um, you know, like people coming out saying don't take it, take it, blah blah blah. But until there's some, like, I think those lines have decided now. About yeah, I, I, I would say that. Yeah, doesn't it's not really yeah. worth going over it again. And I, I was quite. I um, I was doing a delivery the other day, and it, there was a pharmacy, and outside there were, there were chairs, and there was like you know, got the volunteers there ushering people to their deaths, and there was a couple of youngsters <laughs> outside, and this girl, yeah, and there was this young um, like girl outside, and she was filling out her form, but she was like sort of booing her eyes out and i've just thought well maybe she was crying because she remembered someone that died from covid i don't know but it just seemed like she was like crying because like i don't want to get this but always being forced to but i don't know it just i just thought it just it just the whole and then some nurse come and like put her arm around her and like took her inside it's like this just this felt really sinister and evil yeah did she come back <laughs> it out just to me I know I haven't seen her again, don't I? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Take know. her out the back yeah, mate. to the adrenaline. No, it's, it's, it's only like a pharmacy, you know. You've got oh, these pharmacies. You know, these fronts, probably maybe. down the stairs to the basement. Maybe. But I can't, you know, like, everyone has to make their own choices. I feel like, I do feel like going up and saying, do you know that we're going to get swollen lipid whatever's in your... <laughs> I don't even know what, what? to tell you. Nano-lipid particles. Yeah, nano-lipid particles stuck on your ovaries or whatever, but, you know, it's like, it's not... Uh, you know, it's, everyone's got to make their own choices, haven't they? And discover their own shit. But anyway, that's that. You got anything? Any other news? Yeah, no, that's I got it. Nothing. You're done. Yeah, okay, I'm cool. Done. I'm done for so, you. Although, one, one other thing. Oh, all right, the other sorry, day, all right, sorry. Right, just go back. We're watching the football, and did you see how great and illustrious Prime Minister the way he had that football shirt on? Didn't see, see it, the no. picture of that. Like no, he turned no. up to watch the football, and then someone's—he's obviously got his shirt on from being a shirty worky, and then he someone's given him an England top, and he's put it on over the top of his shirt. Oh my god! It's like a complete and utter—you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just <laughs> just an idiot. He's completely just like a twat. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. He's your leader. You didn't know he was already a complete and utter twat. But go look up a picture leader. of him. He's your leader, brother. Raphael Nobend. He's your leader. Right, so you wanted to talk about fairies. No, you did. No, this is your choice. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I thought it's an interesting topic. And I mean, it's not like we're not talking about like, oh, maybe we are talking about little, little tiny fairies. It was just something. They generally are little. I don't know. I think we'll find as we go into it that a lot of it, it's not just, it's not just fairy. It's fairy um, folk. Very folk. I've got, little people. I've, got, I've got ambient background that it links into, I always said before, it links into Missing 411, um, probably Bigfoot, UFOs and the whole thing. I mean, you may not, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've just got, well, we'll see because I've just got some, um, just um, sort of some folklore stories, like kind of uh, supposedly true stories that I won't sort of run across, but uh, we could probably find some elements that may possibly sort of link into you know that whole sort of gender rights like uh, you know fairy law because it's 
you know, like it goes back, you know, such a long, you know, over a long distance that uh, it will, I think, I think it does link in. Do you not really, do you not? No, well, uh, probably like an, an evolution of strangeness. Yeah. So you don't often hear of fairy stories anymore. They were probably that... more common. Yeah, but back. Back then, um, back yeah, way back definitely. when. Back oh, when yeah, you definitely. Were young. Well, again, that's the like I think a few hundred years ago they were more. I'll common. say thousand, without... thousand years ago, maybe even more common. Although called something different, is it not I... an evolution over time of different things? I think I've got something written down about. Yeah, I think we well we talked about sort of this before, where like with the UFO thing that you would before you might see flying saucers and they change to different things, different you know shapes of that. I think it can be. Maybe it's again, it's like just how we perceive stuff. Maybe I don't know, you know, like b- before we would have seen fairies or you know, like small people, but now we see greys. I, yeah. I don't know, I mean, I don't know, but I'm that's just, what, you know, maybe yeah, that's what I mean. It could some... be something if you want to that, link that. it in because you said like Bigfoot and that, it could be yeah. linked in, in that way. So now, the, what would be fairies before are now greys and Bigfoot, yeah, that's maybe. I mean, like little people and trolls, I go stupidly deep now, but maybe, um. We maybe we literally do create this whole reality, you know, just out of sort of our tops of our heads, you know, that kind of thing. So we're projecting reality around us as it, you know, as it, as it sort of as a collective, on. yeah, sort of thing, yeah. So when we're all the same, I don't know, whatever. Let's just talk. We're, let's let's go into some thingies and then instead of getting so deep. In okay, that, I got you, you know, I got some stuff. Right, this okay. is lifted pretty much from the internet, so. Well, okay. <laughs> when we think of fairies, you, hang on a minute. You're telling me you didn't check your daily diary and find these fairy stories in there today. When we think of fairies, we often visualise them as tiny supernatural beings with wings and uh, glowing with uncommon light. Uh, glowing with uncommon light into their like in today's children's stories. That's what we get, don't we? We get like the Tinkerbell yeah, yeah. from yeah, Peter yeah. Pan or yeah. Fairy Godmother from Cinderella. Yeah. Okay, they've got like um, magical powers, you know, grant you a wish, or they've got fairy dust and that sort of thing. Modern fairies between the 18th and 20th century comes from an oral tradition before they were transmitted into writing. So we've got these stories passed down before they start yeah. going onto the page and that. Um, the fairies are supernatural beings that can be best described by the Greek word daemon which is a word you've brought up before, yeah. which means spirit. They're not divinity, i.e. gods or goddesses, in the usual sense of the word, and yet they are not mere mortal. Often, it's easier to classify them as minor divinity. Agree with that? Okay. Could be. We look at the idea of fairies, when you yeah, find maybe, that... Yeah. Uh, then you find that they've been around a lot longer than everyone expects. Perhaps the earliest form of fairies can be found loosely in the mythical beings in Greek mythology, such as the nymphs, satyrs, and Selene. The nymphs from ancient Greek myths can be considered as fairies as they existed as early as the time of Homer, writing the Iliad and the Odyssey. Even the river gods in Greek myths can be classified as fairies. These are spirits or minor deities of nature or of natural phenomena. And then there are the household or guardian spirits that can be found in Roman religion and mythology, such as the Penates, Lares, and Genii. Pronounce that right? Probably not. Genie. 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 Okay. So what do you think? Do you think it goes, do you think, like, 
from the Greek mythology, like nymphs and that, would they be considered fairies? Modern, you're looking back. Well, not modern, um, but back then, would they be fairies or are they something different? I think they're something different. Yeah, well... So what do you, what do you uh, need na- to... Na- na- you've got nature spirits. So I think, I think fairies, generally, they're in a place. They're in a place. <laughs> they can come into this... I mean, they're, 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 they're coming in place. To, no, but you know what I mean? They're, I think they, they're like, even, oh, I suppose oh God, it's a bit hard when you like to talk, talk about it like that. But they're in, they're like in a particular place. The, the, the um, nymphs, etc. I would say they're more spiritual um, entities that are in this place, attached to rivers and stuff like that. They're, they're in this reality, but in, a, in, this, in this world here. Does that this make realm. sense? This realm, this yeah. Realm. But, but yeah, no, that's but that's fairies right. are that, that, fairies are somewhere yeah. else and they come and visit, don't they? Yeah, and they, they come and visit. I, I, I don't think, you know, like I've heard, like, I'll get to some of the stories actually, but where, you know, they say fairies are underground. I don't necessarily think they're literally underground. They're in a, maybe in an alternative reality underground. Yeah, if that makes sense. I don't think necessarily they live in, like, maybe they do, like, bowls of trees or whatever you know and they've got their little houses i don't think it necessarily works like that for fairies i think again like this the sifts uh sifts the sylphs nymphs sprites maybe a little bit different maybe i may obviously i could be very wrong but you know that's my i think interpretation of it well maybe because i'm being maybe a bit defensive because i'm i've got like some pagan sort of leanings you know with yeah but aren't fairies pagan anyway i suppose so yeah 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 don't come yeah, from yeah. a modern, a more modern, yeah. um, what's it called, you know, religion well, or whatever. They're, it's older than that, isn't it? So they're, uh, they're part yeah, of it. I, suppose, I think, again, like my interpretation, I suppose, I, I was just maybe being a little, I've not really thought about it like Pan is a fairy, but I suppose it could be in the fairy realm or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So um, the Norse also have... Maybe yes, maybe not, yeah. Like the Norse have versions of fairies, so like they have elves, and right? They yeah, they do. Yeah, and that they'd all would they not be classed as fairies? I suppose they would. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose that'd be the uh, the, the the sort of definitive idea of a fairy, a dwarf is, isn't it? You know, the little little folk, small folk, elves. I suppose as yeah. small folk as well. Yeah, so I suppose so. Yeah, and the giants. I suppose giants are fairies. Because uh, we're, talk- we're not talking fairies, we're talking fairy folk, aren't we? So yeah. a different realm. Fairy realm. So these things are from the fairy realm. Well, I just think, I think they do get spirits, like nature spirits that are attached to this realm. That makes sense. You know, like literally, I don't know how to say about the physical realm, but you do get nature spirits that are not necessarily in, this, in the, um, the fairy realm. Okay. They might have their own nature spirits. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe right. I get a bit. In the Celtic there, religion, but... there were Celtic di- deities in Gaul, France, and Belgium, Hispania, Spain, uh, Britannia, Britain, during the Roman occupation of these regions or provinces. But the situation changed when Christianity spread to the west and north. These deities that were worshipped before the conversion to Christianity were reduced to the status of fairies in Celtic mythology and folklore. So before. Christianity came. These, right. what you would class as fairies, were more actual gods. 
like I'm talking about with the spirit, the yeah. nature spirits and stuff like that. And then they, they were gods. The, and then the due to Christianity, yeah, they were like squished down, like they can't be gods anymore because there's only one god. So now you're something else. You're a smaller thing pushed off to the side. You know, you don't have that great power. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. And I think so that's, are, right. that's probably a, where our a lot of our modern thinking comes from. Like the small yeah. folk with these tiny powers and they're you know modern ways they've been squished down even more to sort of tinkerbell and fairy godmother it's even a lesser thing but i i i don't yeah but i don't think it's fairy folk as being no, no but that's a, a small and unpowerful at that's all that's an I evolution don't... of what people do consider fairy folk that's what i'm saying but whether they are that or not it's a different thing isn't it when you think of like i suppose and then you go to just chuck it in. i mean i've, I've said this the gin you know gin in um sort of islamic mythology etc yeah with, with all the and chucking like fallen angels and stuff like that you know angels archangels is that all is that all in for the same thing was this is it a different if our fairies like a different kind of thing on their own not in with the all the other shit i mean do you know what i mean you're gonna have to ask questions of if these things were there and then because angels now uh related to the modern religions aren't they like christianity or i think it's to be honest with you i think Islam. it swung around I, I would say it was right now i'd say a lot more people who even who like believe in um angels see them as something else not like necessarily attached to okay. god they're more like a spiritual so it's come around they were and then they aren't again do you know what i mean so yeah, well what well, i was I getting think, at, I... so, so when christianity came and squashed these like what we now call fairies these deities of the woods and that and they squashed them down into smaller things some of them they just kept more elevated so you could class them all in the same mm. thing so some of them were angels others are fairies and the angels are important the fairies potentially get you know pushed out of the story altogether and eventually yeah. they wouldn't even be believed in whereas angels still are but if you could class them as the same uh, same sort of thing, then they're just picking and choosing what they want to keep, aren't they? For a way yeah. that they keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it could be like, all the same. But it's got me. Yeah, it's been. It's a. It's a quite actually. It's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more. It's a lot more than I thought before. You know, even just bringing that into the conversation, yeah. you know, with the fairies well, and the angels. But it's like, like humans. We like to categorise things, aren't we? Like these ones are these ones, and these ones, you know, these ones over here with well, their pointy ears are, are little elves, and these ones over here and live under the ground are the gnomes thought, or whatever, and this one over here's under the bridge is a troll, and this one with wings is a an angel. But they could all be you, the same uh, thing. This is, this is kind of fitting different. into a. Maybe they are. You know, like when you use um, Solomon, Solomon magic, uh, yeah. magic of Solomon, you use certain symbols and stuff and you can control particular angels or particular deities deities to do certain things for you does that work the same way i don't think you can summon fairies like that and make a fairy do fairy folk do what you want them to do but you can with angels angels are supposed you know they have a unless it's like you know your archangels which are you know controlling certain things and stuff like that but you know the particular angels demons etc they have how certain it? things roles that they perform but don't you just think... say that about fairies or yeah no no you're, if yeah, they're but... attached to a certain like a, a is a tree 
spirit. Yeah, that's what I'm, Could that be? I'm trying. I'm trying to dis. I'm trying to discern. Discern. You know what this relationship is with. Yeah, but maybe you that, shouldn't. That be whole thing. It. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe people are just oh, because angels are the power of God. In in that. No. No, no, I know um, you're not, but yeah. when these things were laid down, we're not talking about now, when these people were like channeling angel, trying to channel angels, they were doing that because they wanted the most powerful things that they could think of. And apart from calling God, the next most powerful thing are angels. Yeah. So, doesn't because that's in their perception, that was the, the thing to, to call down. You know, they're the servants of God. They're the next most powerful thing. And all the little, the ones that you would call the fairies have been pushed away, but it doesn't mean they didn't have them, haven't got the same, potentially have the same power. Yeah. It's just people have yeah, ignored the spies, them. Yeah. Maybe if you've done the same, you got some spells and the symbols of certain, what we would call fairies now, you could get just as much from dealing with them. And maybe yeah, in no. a different aspect. Maybe they're more, they're more earthly bound, whereas an angel is... Um, Not know, it's different, different yeah, dimension. It's a, yeah. a higher, I don't know, a higher dimension because we're talking about them all being in the same, all the same. Thing. Yeah, just, I, I'm, I'm think. I'm it's thinking, just people. Um, people have categorized stuff, and there, the there is are more fairy powerful. magic. Okay, where pe people would, would use, you know, I haven't, I've, I haven't really, I've investigated it at all, but there is thing, you know, they call it fairy magic. Where you, it's you know, exactly can, the same thing, though. It seems that it is. I think fairy magic may be a bit dodgier to deal with than even angel magic, because angels are, you know, again, it's like a specific thing. Fairies are like, is it like the gin, like rubbing the lamp? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I like well, the gin is like, just, like gin's just a demon, isn't it? I, I know. I know. Not I'm just talking about. Not, oh, okay, let's let's just talk about. Yeah, like, that's that's the confusion of it all, though, yeah. isn't it? It's the yeah, confusion it is, of mixing yeah. it all up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe maybe the fairy magic's more volatile because people don't consider it as powerful so they haven't um codified what you need to get what you want from them as much mm. well maybe you can't maybe you can't do it. that's man's oh, problem isn't it? trying to control and yeah everything into little boxes yeah. we think we're sort of god over everything we can yeah. sort of control everything yeah hey, interesting All right, let me let me do this in ireland the yeah. how do you say the s-i-d-h-e how do you pronounce that C-D. I don't know that word. Are considered to be ancient Celtic gods, pagan spirits of we Ireland, know who they known, are. <laughs> yeah, known as the Tuatha Dé Danann. Sidhu, isn't it? Sidhu. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Tuatha Dé Danann mean children of Danu or Dana, a legendary race of people who overthrew the Irish in ancient times. When the Tuatha Dé Danann was overthrown themselves by the Milesians, the Milesians, we'll say Milesians, they took shelter in the earth barrows. Um, deprived of offerings and affection, the Tuatha Dé Danann shriveled and withered until they became the little people. So they were like mighty and powerful because they never got worshipped anymore. They lost their power. That's a... Okay. Going back All to right. when we talked about... Oh, what's he called? The American gods, isn't it? That yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. thing where if you don't have the people worshipping and then you, don't you, believe you lose usually. your... Yeah, lose the power. By day, the seed, Sidé... We're going to pronounce that different every time. Tend to their cattle that they sell or use to trade at fairs. Point of interest, pre-Christian Irish deities were involved in cattle trading. The Chuafa de Danon was once called uh, Markrashi, fairy cavalcade. Or you're nailing these. Yeah, I know, the Slushi, <laughs> fairy host. Some Irish Christians believe that fairies are fallen angels. Angels that were oh, not, bad, not bad enough to be damned into hell, but who were beyond saving and could not regain their place in heaven. So they were left to live among us as fairies here in the mortal realm. 
There are those that believe that fairies are none of the above and are spirits who live among us going about their lives like anyone else. Yeah, there's, there's no separation in, is there? There, no. much. We're just human. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And we get we um, we're uh, one of the our favourite writers, I believe, is David Gemmell. Obviously, passed away good, I don't know, fifteen years ago, or something like that now. Um, but he had a lot of um, books where he had that S I D H E, and I don't know how to pronounce it. No, so I don't know, so I it's like because you read books, it's like it doesn't matter; it's in your head, so yeah. you just pronounce it how you want. And now it's like I started reading out. <laughs> would have been interesting. Interesting. It might be like an Irish people listening. Yeah, yeah, stupid, bloody English idiots. Was that, was that Irish? Or was that Welsh? You were just talking. No, they were Irish. No, I wasn't the, doing um, an accent. They're just probably saying you stupid English idiots. It's pronounced like this. You've got all the um, I can't think of it, all the old British um fables with you know Bran with like, the fact that he's you know his, his head's supposed to be buried under the White Tower, Tower of London, and if it, his head gets picked up or removed from there, then we'll get invaded and stuff like that. But that's that's all like oh my god, that's all druid, druidic lore and stuff like that. Like, this you know all the all the old ancient british law i've got um do you know what i've got i've oh, got actual i've got i've got an actual in theory stories oh. basically again these are off the internet as well and you've got top 10 curious encounters with fairies this is called dangerous curiosity it says on a midsummer day around 1853 in County Donegal in Ireland, a boy named Neil Colton was out behind his home with his brother and a female cousin gathering berries when the three of them heard music playing nearby. Stepping around some large rocks, the trio saw a group of six to eight small people dancing in a circle a few hundred feet away. Why are they always dancing? As soon as they spotted the dancers... Um, what, the little people... Hold on, hold on. The little people were dancing... It says, stepping around some large rocks, a trio saw a group of six to eight small people dancing in a circle a few hundred feet away. When you, so, when yeah, you little... say, why are they always dancing? Sorry to interrupt. But in other times, they'd just be hiding. So they're out because they're, oh, they're celebrating. So, uh, so they're, they're on show, aren't they? That's probably why. They thought, they thought they were right now. They're like outside. They're like, yeah, we can have a little dance. And all stuff. Well, maybe they have to be outside to do whatever ceremony they're doing. Maybe they need to be oh, in the okay. sunlight or the moonlight or whatever time of day. Anyway, carry on with your story. We'll discuss it after. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as they spotted the dancers, a small woman dressed in red broke from the group and ran at the children. Striking Colton's cousin across the face with what seemed to be a green rush. It was like, bush. Not surprisingly, children ran into the house. But as soon as they reached it, Colton's female cousin fell down dead. It says, Colton's father quickly fetched a priest who read in psalms and striking the girl with his stole. What's a stole? I don't know. It managed to wake her from a deathly state. The priest said that she had not grabbed, if she had not grabbed Colton's brother when she was attacked, she would have been taken by the fairies forever. Isn't a stole the thing they wear around You're there? You're mute. You're muted. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, ooh, blah, blah. So basically, like, these, these three guys, two guys, one girl, out in island picking berries whatever they walk around a thing see a, a group of fairies danced around a woman in red i'm sure there's some relevance there with the woman in red or whatever um from matrix anyway runs up to the girl she run up the girl yeah slapped around in the face with a, a thingy a wand she like passed out 
I tell you what. And then they took her back into the whatever, and she appeared to be dead. And the priest came along, said some blah, 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 and then she came back alive. That's like a, like, it's almost like a fairies are bad, Christians are good. Yeah. Don't believe in that, because if you believe in that fairy stuff, you'll die. Like a little yeah, bit, a little bit of that, a little bit. But what was I going to say? There's a lot of, I've had a lot of stories of, um, I've talked about the greys before, but the greys or certain, I was just going to say the greys, or when people have been abducted, if they're using sticks, like wand-like um, yeah. things to yeah. paralyse people or, or to cook for some reason, they, they use it and it makes, makes some people in pain and they like kind of use it to terrify them and or make them scared. But that, that, you know, it's like that stick wand thing. But again, that could just be like, you know, like a magical idea. Hmm. Yeah. Again, that when was this? 18, 1853. 1853. In, in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> cool. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, you got the <laughs> you, you got the thing where the girl's apparently fallen down dead, but then. Father's got to go off and get a priest and come back. If she was dead, she was gonna. Yeah, she was dead, was she? So maybe yeah, he paralyzed I mean. her. Like, yeah, like a like a what they do so that. I don't know why they didn't do the boys as well. Maybe it's just the girl. Maybe the the fairies knew the girl had some more power, so they get the girl first, and they'll take the girl away. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe it's another thing about just girls are worse you know don't i don't know just like a, a, a man smell misogyny isn't it just like girls yeah. like yeah, girls got cookies well, they're, girls rubbish and yeah, yeah. they're, they're like i couldn't they couldn't girls. get the boys let's get well, the girl like maybe the boys run faster than the girl i don't know they run away <laughs> faster and she was at the back Generally, yeah yeah can you got on um i don't know you got more you give me another one yeah i've got i've got lives i've got lives just bear in mind, I haven't actually read these before I've done them. It's called Lords of the Dance. Okay. Again, that's why I said dancing. One day in 1862, David Evans and Evan Lewis were on their way back from Brecon, Wales, with a, lo with a load of timber heading to, it says New Quay, but I don't think it's New Quay, it's New Quay. They stopped for a rest near a farm called <laughs> Quimdeer. <laughs> As they watched the reapers working in the field, Evans spotted a line of 50 or so figures going up the side of a hill about 370 metres away. As Evans pointed out to the group, Lewis, As Evans pointed out the group to Lewis, the first of the figures reached the top of the hill and started to dance. Like I said about dancing, hey, hey. it's not even Ireland, so I can't do that. Hey, hey. Soon all the figures reached top and were dancing together in a large circle. As Evans and Lewis watched, the figures danced closer and closer to the centre of the circle in a spiral pattern. As each figure reached the centre of the circle, it disappeared into the ground. After all had vanished in this fashion, they reappeared the same way one by one and danced another round before vanishing back into the hill in the same manner. This time they did not reappear. Evans and Lewis told the first person they ran into on the road, an old man, about what they had seen and asked who knew the dancer could have been. He had no idea himself. I say, no, I don't fucking know. But did mention that his grandfather once stated that the fairies used to dance in this area. That's it. That's my fairy story. They just like they walked along, saw ten small people on the side of a hill. They went up, danced around in a circle, went into the ground, 
dance back out again, then dance back down again. Going back to that last story, isn't it? That's what I said. They're dancing. They need to come out to dance. They can't dance in there. Wherever they... They, they, well, they can only get back in by dancing. Oh, maybe. It's part is of the you, thing. Is it? Is it a relevance to? Is it a reference to um, like shamanism? And it's like a maybe. Maybe it's maybe these stories are like because you couldn't be you couldn't be practicing shaman or anything like that or druid in Ireland. You'd get I don't know you killed. You know, because they're all Catholics. Maybe it's a reference to yeah. You know, the only way into the spirit world is to do your, you know, dance around or whatever, and your, and then you're that. You know, it's like a. Almost you're, saying, like, you're saying these are not real fairies that they saw. This they is could just, just be fables, a way of telling people how what to you get, need to do. Yeah, yeah into the into the, the you know, sort like of trying to keep world, old traditions thing. alive. Yeah, maybe that's what this is. Yeah, they're not very good stories to relay that, though, are they? Well, if you know, you know, don't you? That's the thing. It's like that you can do this. I know it's not just just surmising. That's yeah. I know they're not really telling you how to dance. They're just saying you need to dance. We could go outside now and dance around in a circle. We're not going to any other realm, are we? Well, you might. It's not that easy, is it? No, I've tried it. It's not. Maybe maybe (laughs) what you say is true, and they're just trying to keep some this like part of a an old tale that they're trying to keep alive. Hmm. You often get, um, you know, you get like a circle, and you get like your mushrooms in a circle, don't you? Like yeah. I don't know. If that's I don't know. I'm sure that's where the fairies called, have danced. Called, yeah, well, that's the, called a fairy, the, circle, fairy circle, isn't it? Yeah, the fairy. little the little feats have made the maybe the crap from their ass as they dance. I don't know. It's stripped off. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I got I got one for you. I haven't I haven't read through this one either. Someone's disappeared. Resat Morgan's disappearance. These are from. Uh, Collection of stories, published in 1828. Anyway, around 1758, uh, at the farm of Lewin F. Lewin Y. Finion, <laughs> <laughs> near the Vale of Wales, in South Wales, yeah, there were two servants, Resat Morgan and Llewellyn Walter, who were returning to the farm at evening twilight after a hard day's work. As they enter a smooth plain along their path, Reese stopped. He told Llewellyn we could hear music, a tune he'd danced to a hundred times. He told Llewellyn to continue home with their ponies and lime which they'd collected for their master, and that he'd catch up with Llewellyn after he'd had a quick dance with the musicians. <laughs> Llewellyn tried to tell Reese that he couldn't hear any music and that the area was too remote for anyone to be out, but Reese was off to find the musicians almost instantly. Llewellyn figured that the whole matter was just an excuse for Reese to run off to the owl house some five miles distance from where they stopped, and so Llewellyn returned to the farm, took care of the ponies and lime, and had his supper, and went to bed. The next morning, however, Reese at Morgan had still not returned to the farm. Llewellyn had no choice but to tell his master what had happened the night previous, for he didn't have Reese there to help him do his work. And this worried the farmer and his family because Reese had never disappeared before, though he was notoriously fond of dancing. To Llewellyn's dismay, the farmer and family didn't believe him about the mysterious music, and they questioned and re-questioned the poor man trying to determine what really happened. The owl house and the countryside were searched. No one had heard or play, played music that night, and no one knew where Reese at Morgan's was. Soon, Llewellyn found himself being accused of murdering Reese which he protested, 
but was never able to cast off the suspicion of. Almost a year later, a farmer who knew a few things about fairy customs suggested that himself, Llewellyn and some others should travel to the spot Rhys had last seen exactly a year after and at the exact same time of night. The men set out uh, and reached the spot a little ahead of time. The plain area was green as the mountain ash. Llewellyn found that he could hear harp music. But no one else could so Llewellyn instructed David to place a foot on top of his and as he did so David saw that Llewellyn's foot was on the edge of a fairy circle on the ground as each man placed his foot on the same spot each man found they could hear the music and see countless numbers of little figures the size of children of three or four years old dancing round the fairy ring and enjoying themselves and then they saw Reset Morgan among the dancing figures Llewellyn grabbed Reese by his coat and pulled him out of the circle all at once, being careful not to step in himself. The moment Reese was out, he uh, belaboured Llewellyn about the missing ponies, for he felt he'd been dancing only five minutes or so, and therefore Llewellyn couldn't have gotten the horses home yet. Reese wanted to return to the dance, but Llewellyn knew he needed to return Reese to the farm to clear his name of suspicions of murder, so he forced Reese to return home. Reese, who was still dressed as he had vanished, couldn't account for the missing time. He was sure he only danced for around five minutes, but couldn't give any details about the people with whom he danced. Returned home, he became sullen and downcast and eventually bedridden and soon after died. An inspection of the area Reese was found in the morning after showed the edge of the circle had turned red as if trodden down, and the marks of tiny hill prints the size of um, a thumb could be seen. That's your wow. story. How long was it gone for? A year. But you thought it was only five minutes. That's that thing. If you um, if you accept food and drink, yeah, from fairy folk and eat it, you can't go back. You can't go so back I to what? Know. Go back where? What to the? You can't real... come back. You can't come back here. Okay. They basically don't. If you go, if you go anywhere and someone offers you food and drink, don't accept it. If you feel even a little bit. Okay. You're a little bit. You're a little bit. You're a little bit small. You know what I mean? Don't. No, unless you want to stay there, of course. You can't so, come back here. It means you can't. Maybe you can't come back here and live. Maybe I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That somewhat similar to um, like alien abduction, though, with missing time. Oh, where missing you can, time, definitely. Yeah, yeah, missing for a long time, but then you're in yourself. A year. Here. But people well, no, aren't usually missing for a year, though. No, no. But people can have a an experience where they they feel like they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they're like yeah. missing for hours or whatever. I've done that. I've done that. Yeah, that's drunk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. So the, yeah. the similarities to alien abduction are quite stark. Yeah, aren't that, they, really? that is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's very um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, missing time definitely is. But um, well, again, what about the um, the missing four one one? You know, when people yeah, actually don't go come missing. That's the point. They eat oh, the, yeah, they okay. eat, eat the know, fairy they're, food and they're off. It's weird because a lot of the time, am I right? They find because we've done that episode, didn't we? Do they find like their shoes or clothes and stuff yeah, like that? And they won't. They don't find their that. bodies. So the thing is, when we were talking about the missing four one one, we were everything was always um, we had a, a very sinister connotation, like they've been taken by something. Yeah, taken for something like bad. We didn't say, oh, fairies, fairy, yeah. fairies never entered into it. Although the fairy folk took them away to dance with them forever. But, I mean, 
do the fa do fairies know what we are? Do they know? Do you know what I mean? Do... Yeah, because you get interaction, I, 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 other interactions apart from just the dancing and the taking away. People have had interactions, or their stories of it, of receiving gifts and stuff. So fairy folk know who we are. I'm going to tell you a story off the top of my head. It's a bit, it's a bit of a strange one, obviously, because we're talking about fairies, let's be honest. Um, but it basically, I can't remember the whole of it, but someone was in a car park. Imagine the car park's very dark. It's nighttime. And they've spotted, basically, they, spot, they spotted a small person yeah. in the car park. And there was, a, there was like a hole in the fence. And the, the, the little person ran into the car park for whatever reason, was having a look around. And basically, there were dogs there. Yeah. And he tried to run back through the hole. The dogs chased him, this little man. And the dogs got him and ripped him apart. And there was like, someone watched this happen. I'm just, I don't, obviously it could not, it may not be true or whatever, but that, that just pops in my head. It's like you get, yeah, the little whatever fairy was play, was playing dare or something like that, but he, yeah. he, he, he miscalculated where the hole in the fence was. And it was like on Monsters Among Us, something like that. It's like someone had seen, you know, like some yeah. weird shit. Like there was a little person or whatever. And they were like, what the fuck's going on? And he ran back and like the dog's like, like. So maybe my dog's not been after a hedgehog in the garden. He's been after fairies. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a, a... Let me give you my next story. It's called uh, The Mail Must Get Through. And I think this may be just like people just... Someone just going, making some shit up. Anyway, in 1887... You notice how nothing's in 2021 or 20. I've got in some recent ones. Folklorist, it says it all. William Martin was taking his vacation on the Isle of Man in the Irish Sea near Great Britain and Ireland. Yeah, it's just down the road. When he met a mail cart driver who told him an annoying experience that he'd had in summer of 1884, so three years earlier. One evening, the mail cart driver had set out on his rounds to collect bags of mail from the surrounding areas to bring back to the collection centre. After gathering the mail, the driver was on his way back and just 10 kilometres from the end of his trip when he encountered a troop of fairies dressed in red and carrying lanterns. Just encountered them, just random. The fairies stopped the cart's horse, threw the mail bags onto the road and started to dance around the bags. It's that dancing again. There's bags, let's dance. The mail cart driver, apparently a stubborn sort, proceeded to struggle to get the bags back on the cart. As soon as he had managed to place one on the cart, the men in red would toss it on the ground again. This kept on until daybreak when the ferries left and the mail cart driver arrived at his destination hours late and irritated beyond belief. So he was just like, he was driving along. Did they say that they, did they stop him? Yeah. Um, they stopped the cart's horse. They're like, go! They dragged his mail bags off, chucked them on the floor and danced around them. And he was like, give me one. It's just, like, just very weird, off, like, isn't it? Let's just have a little dance around but For bags, hours they just little... danced. Yeah. Just it's just called some mischief. It's a mischief thing, isn't it? That he, yeah, but I mean, what, 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 um, I mean, what the fuck? That's all I can say. I don't know, like, um, there's no reason, there's no reason behind the story. It doesn't do anything, does it? It's, the, it's like dancing round, yeah. dancing round, like things. Yeah, but just to cause mischief, just to like hold him up and, oh, was it at night? It was at night time, so they were doing it at night and then in the daybreak they buggered off. Like almost like there's a little bit of um, what's it called? Vampire lore in there, isn't there? I think it's more trollish, isn't it? 
well, Trollish any, turning uh, like got to be gone by the sunlight, or is that is that a real thing in troll lore though, or is that just from Middle Earth? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's, he is. He made up all the like, a lot of the um. No, no, because obviously now. trolls are from Nordic stories. All that. Mm. So did they? Did all them sort of trolls used to turn to stone? I can't. I don't know. I mean, I've read stuff Not about sure. it before. I can't remember. Can't, can't comment on that. Don't know. Well, I can comment on it. Yeah, they are. They turn to stone. Yeah, they do. They do turn to stone. Okay. Because, maybe, um, so they doesn't. They were dancing uh, all night long. I don't know. But, um, I will kill your monster. I will kill your monster. Oh, what are you doing? What is that? Uh, that that's the f that's uh, uh, Beowulf. Beowulf. Okay. I will kill your monster. Isn't doesn't he? Doesn't it? Gwendolyn doesn't he turn stone in the um, sunlight? Is that not right? I think so. That's uh, not. Okay. Gwendolyn. Not Gwendolyn. Grendel. A Grendel, whatever. Gwendolyn. The Fagda. Is it the Fagda with... Uh... Oh, forget it. Anyway, let's get off that because I don't know because <laughs> I'll just be literally just chucking shit around. It'll just be a load of ball rubbish. Um, okay, I've got... What is the matter of that story? The matter of that story is that if little people are dancing around your mailbags, leave no. one mailbag and just go on with your journey. You've got your big horse. Run those fuckers over. Uh, maybe the horse is. was hypnotised with a wand. Maybe. Go on then, what's your... Go on then. Right. This is from 1916. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Reverend Mr. Harris Long Walk. I've got no clue what happens in the story. On the Midsummer's Day in 1916, the Reverend Mr. Harris was called to the bedside of an alien man who lived about seven miles away. You say alien man? Alien. Alien. Okay. Well, he might have been an alien. Doesn't say that here, though. Mr. Harris was the rector of a parish in the location... That were, that was where the three counties in Ireland of Leitrim, Sligo and Roscommon met. He was a practical and energetic man and had that been last place? at the Roscommon. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> he had been at the parish for a number of years <laughs> before following instant before the following incident occurred. The alien man lived seven miles away by road, but Mr. Harris knew of a path through the fields and hills that he used often that would cut four miles off the trip. Fucking and bad idea, man. As it was already <laughs> evening when he was summoned, Mr. Harris decided a pleasant walk along this path would be a good shortcut to the man's home. He set out just past 10 o'clock at night on foot after telling his wife he should be back a little after midnight. What the fuck? Well, he's got to go in here. The man's ailing. He might die. He needs right. his last rites. About three quarters of a mile from the rectory, the path cut across a seven-acre field with an ancient and weathered-beaten thorn tree standing in the middle, which was locally said to be adopted by the fairy folk. Mr. Harris entered through the gate and started across to where the path led to the stile, a small staircase that stepped over the back part of a fence in the field. We know what a stile is, mate. This was the only other way out of the field which was surrounded by a thick thorn hedge with a deep ditch within it, excellent for keeping livestock from wandering. The trouble began when Mr. Harris re reached the other side of the field. Neither the stile nor the path was there. Realising that he may have simply wandered off course in the evening air while distracted by his own thoughts, Mr. Harris turned and followed the edge of the hedge to locate the stile. The moon made the evening reasonably light, so he was able to look back and forth along the hedge and could clearly see there was no stile. Mr. Harris knew. What style? This, you know those wooden things that 
that you have to go over a fence in a field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're like little steps. A step. They call it a step. Styles, I don't. They've always been called that. He must know what they are. Anyway, the trouble began when Mr. Harris... You've made me lose Not my point, point now. step is. <laughs> he, he couldn't find the step to get over right, Mr. Harris fence. knew at this point that something was strangely wrong, but he didn't feel he was in any danger. Rather more like someone was playing with him in an annoying way. We turned back to the gate, planning to, ju to just take a different route around the field. The gate was now missing also, and was any path that could lead to it. Mr. Harris turned and surveyed the entire field carefully. He could see the thorny hedge and the great tree in the middle, but nowhere along the sides of the field was there a gate or a stile. Mr. Harris was not a man to surrender to the impossibly easily. However, and he next walked around the entire circumference of the field, inspecting each foot of the hedge for any signs of a path, stile or gate, and eventually returned to where he started, having seen no evidence of any of the three. He continued his search for an unknown number of hours, never giving up until, most suddenly, he found himself standing next to the stile. He looked across the field and could now see clearly the gate again. Fearing the possibility of further such mischief, if he braved the wilder hills along the path that night, Mr. Harris chose to return to the rectory and continue on to his appointment on bicycle and by the way of the road. Very good idea. Yeah, so he got, got stuck in the twilight zone sort of thing. Yeah. Um, why didn't he just, like, climb over? What, the thorn, thorn hedge? Uh, it's so like a ditch, and in a ditch, yeah, 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 and a, yeah, yeah. a big thorny hedge. You climb over it. Yeah, no, no, no. He's a, it's he's really, a, it's a wrecked and uh, not no, a freaking no. mountain climber. I, know, or okay, right. I, get it, I get it. He was stuck. He was like there, fucking like, oh. Um, it's like you get the, the stories of the people that find these, they go and they're driving down the road and they don't, the road's a bit weird. I've got a couple of actually, one I've got in my head. The road's a bit weird and they, they find like a petrol station. They go in the petrol station or the pub. Or cafe and it's all it's all a bit weird but they stay there and then they go up you know where they're going yeah. on the way back they want to go there and it's not there anymore it's that kind of thing um i was listening, there's two separate podcasts that i was listening to uh one again is monsters among us i'm not sure what the other one was but they were talking to it was basically talk, um, interviewing someone who worked on worked he was in the navy and he was stationed on this ship particular ship and it was in the sort of bermuda triangle area and he's, they asked him, like, you know, did you have any weird, you know, Bermuda Triangle sort of things going on? And he said, one, you know, the particular one, they were just going, doo -doo -doo, he was on the lookout, whatever. And there was this, basically just appeared out of nowhere for as long as I could see, just this bank of fog. You know, yeah. like just it was just like white. He said, okay, they just went through it. And they says they went through it, all the um, instruments and stuff on the ship just went, you know, and when they went through it, passed through it, said it took like, I don't know, it didn't take that long because, you know, it's a boat moving at whatever speed. It was just like a thin like thing. As they went through it, you looked round and there was no fog. You know, it was the, there was fog there when he went through it, but not when he yes. went, you know, when, yeah. Um, that's like, you know, that kind of sort of weird, and it was the Bermuda Triangle, fair enough. Um, but and then another podcast, if someone was walking somewhere to, from somewhere, and there was this, Someone was going somewhere with something. Somehow. I don't know. I can't remember what he was, but I'm just, it's in relevance to this kind of stuff. He was yeah. going somewhere. He was taking a journey from one point A to point B. And as he was going, he looked up and there was this big bank of fog. And he was like, I'm not going fucking through that. So he didn't. He just sort of walked, you know, went on. But it was just like a weird, like yeah. this block of like fog that was there for no reason whatsoever. 
It has no relevance to your thing, but it does. You know what I mean? It's like if you yes. went in, would you be? Yeah. Would you, you know, go stuck in? You saw the yeah. big block of flog. Flog. No. Fog? I don't know because you've got <laughs> yeah, flog. exactly the same thing. But the um that that film when you you put your hands no that's actually books that were read when when it's fog and it's like you put your hands and you're going to get eaten by demons or whatever. So I, I don't know. No, I'm not going in. I don't know. But um, yeah, interesting. He did, but what he should have done first of all was got on his bike in the first place, shouldn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, well, maybe he liked to walk. But right. apparently well, that was the um the thing behind that story is the, the tale was taken from Dermot McManus' 1959 book, The Middle Kingdom. McManus set out to write this book because he wanted to record the living belief and examples of fairy lore, an activity that scholars were ignoring for no good reason. So the book was his attempt to record actual events that had happened and could be verified. As such, he included only tales, unless noted otherwise, that included at least one still-living central participant who was considered reliable and who was willing to stand by the account they gave. In many cases, McManus collected the accounts from people who he had known personally for many years. So the Reverend whoever in this account was still alive when the book was written. Oh, okay. Be, so people could go to him and say, did this happen? You'd yeah. be like, yeah, it did. Uh, they could um, thingy, eyewitness thing. Yeah, this yeah. particular incident is given as an example of the proposed fairy trick known as Stray Sod, a magically enchanted piece of land that prevents people from walking across it straight or that can trap a person into being unable to find the right way out. If he'd gone in called? and... What's it called? A Stray Sod. A sod to stray be Sod. Ground, isn't like it? a yeah. sod so like ground, yeah, yeah. So if he'd gone in then, instead of walking straight across to the stile at the other side, if he'd gone round the outside, they might have just let him go. But because he tried right. to go straight across, they're like, nope, can't do that. It's just some weird tech, isn't it? It's like some weird... Just you know, when you like, can't like, look at stuff. Yeah, and... maybe, but just trickery. Just, no, we're not going to let you walk straight across. You're going to have to, like, dance. Maybe if he danced around it, it'd be fine. But because he yeah. didn't... So if we get stuck somewhere, just dance in a circle. Yeah, maybe just start dancing. That's awesome. You ready for another one? Yeah, of course I am. Well, you want to, it's called Pesky Pixies. And you can imagine this may be about pixies. In a 1928 issue, we're getting closer, of the transaction of the Devonish Association, a letter written by Mrs. G. Herbert told of two odd incidents that she had experienced that she felt were evidence of fairies. In 1897, when Herbert was seven years old and out on an afternoon walk, she spied a little man about um, 18 inches tall or 45 centimetres under an overhanging boulder in Dartmoor, England. He had a wizened face, so he was old, and was wearing a pointy hat that curved slightly forward and a doublet and a little short nick and little short knicker things. I don't know what the fuck that means. Suddenly he vanished. Dink. Startled, the young girl ran home and told her mother what she had seen, only to have her mother laugh at her. <laughs> You're making it up. Anyway, that was that time look, sorry. 28 years later in 1925, and then 35 years old, Mrs. Herbert was riding a horse on the moors of Dartwell one sunny day. She knew these moors like the back of her hand and was in a well-travelled area. When she inexplicably, inexplicably, that's my bourbon, inexplicably lost her way. She knew the landmarks and places around her, yet she was utterly unable to decide which way to go. That is exactly the same thing, isn't it? Hmm. Realising that she was likely being confused by pixies, all right, she, she's like playing with her heart, uh, playing with her, Herbert took action, turning her pockets inside out as a powerful charm against fairy magic. This did the trick. Everything around her became familiar again, and she was able to ride home safely. Ah. So, basically, they want your money. 
if you show empty pockets, you're all right. So you don't need to dance around in circles. Just turn your pockets inside out, and you can get out of your fairy trap. I wonder if they're aware of, um, like, banks and cryptocurrency. Maybe you have to, like, send them a Bitcoin. That's it. That's the trick, yeah. I haven't got any Bitcoin. No, I nor have I, but, you know. If they, I mean, the fairy folk, do they know about would they know about that stuff? Or are they still stuck in the old way? So yeah, show me empty pockets. When when you get um Perhaps if you've got money, can you just give them the money? Or do they only accept gold? Silver. I don't know. Probably silver, probably silver things. What gold coins, one gold sovereign or I don't know what the fuck. One shiny gold sovereign. Mushrooms. Oh. Did Golden I tell you? Mushrooms. I had magic mushrooms grown for me. Basically, I've got my veggie garden. I know we're just jumping in. I know we're, we've gone past all that stuff. But my veggie garden in my... I've got my greenhouse and I've got vegetables growing in my garden. I've got this big sack with all my manure and all that stuff in it. Compost, not manure. I'm growing my... I can't remember what the fuck's growing in there. I haven't labelled it up. Anyway, I went out there the other day and looked in there and I've got psilocybin growing. Little tiny little magic mushrooms. I know that I know what they are. You know, you know what they are. I just thought that was a gift. So I sure? didn't pick them. I didn't eat them. I've got pictures. Sure? I took pictures. I am. I'm, I'm like ninety. Ninety eh, percent sure. No, I'm. I'm ninety nine percent sure. He's in the I hospital. What... Like, oh, no. No. I don't. I don't think there's anything else that I don't think there's any other mushroom that looks like you know Matt Cybin. I just thought that was a gift, and then the gift from the little people. Perhaps the fox left it. Well, hang on a minute. I took a picture, and then the next day went to have a look, and they were gone. So <laughs> someone in. harvest them. <laughs> there wasn't that many. There was the like five or six. Or like... Maybe the fox or, or... at them. Maybe yeah. Maybe a dog went and had it. To be honest, to be fair, but I'm just saying. Anyway, that was my. Yeah. Hey, that's a bit strange. They just disappeared. Yeah, it was a little bit. But, but I suppose it's mushrooms. They can just maybe animals eat them or something. Birds maybe, maybe. flew in there. Maybe. Looks <laughs> like some proper. Happy birds. Sorted happy birds, yeah. Or whatever, whatever birded, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, sure one. We'll go. Okay. This is from 1973, April the 30th. Mary Treadgold's Little Man is what this story's called. I'm not sure entirely what a little man is, but let's find out. In September 1975, issue of the Journal of the Society for Psychical Research... A letter was published that had been sent by a children's book author, Mary Treadgold, who called in regarding a very odd thing she had seen. On April the 30th, 1973, Treadgold was riding on a bus on the Isle of Mull, off the coast of Scotland, when the bus pulled over for a moment to let an oncoming car drive by. As the bus was paused, Treadgold looked out the window across an expansive peak. She noticed a clump of tallish heather, and then realised that in front of this bush was a young man with his foot on a shovel, stopped in the action of digging as if frozen like a bird or squirrel on the approach of something alien. And this young man was apparently only around 18 inches tall. Redgold described the little man as having thin, keen face that she would recognise again if she saw it. Tight, curly brown hair and was wearing a bright blue bib and braces pants with a uh, with a back and torso cover that buckles over the shoulders braces on me and a very white shirt with the sleeves rolled up next to him was what she took to be a sack also tiny the little man was not a child dwarf or midget 
nor was it an ornament of some sort. It was distinctly a well-grown young man, proportionately correct and clearly living and alert, but only 18 Isn't inches tall. For about, right. yeah, for about four seconds, Treadgold stared at the odd figure. Then the bus started to move on and she looked away, then tried to look back and confirm what she had seen. But the bus had moved on and passed the spot by the time she could turn back. Due to the rheumatic shoulder, she couldn't turn fast enough to catch a glimpse before the spot was well and truly out of sight. Treadgold said nothing to her travelling companion because it was such an odd occurrence, but she made careful note of the details as soon as possible so that she would not change it in her memory later. Treadgold had travelled to Mole many times before and had never seen anything like this. She was also surprised that she saw it on the side of the island that was more civilised, which implies that she felt she saw a fairy. Fairies are generally believed to avoid areas of heavy human habitation. Once she returned home, inquiries to friends in the Highlands told Treadgold that such small people had been seen by others on Mole before and that they were generally pale skinned, which Treadgold did not notice of the little man she saw, and very bright, which did match what she recalled of the sighting. Treadgold speculated that it may have been a mirage yet didn't know why Mirage would either diminish the size of an object nor show her someone working in short sleeves on what was a bitterly cold day on Mole. Brilliant. Hold on, I've got something else. A few months later, a second letter concerning Treadgold's sighting was published in the journal. This one from a man named Brian Nisbet. Nisbet had been in contact with Treadgold and had come to the conclusion that her fairy sighting was actually a hyponagogic illusion, a brief vision that can occur just before a person falls asleep, which is an interesting idea, but misses the point of one of the other bits of information that Nisbet got while in correspondence with Treadgold. Apparently, Treadgold had been told by a member of the Society for Cycle Research who was living on Mole. Isn't the Society of Cycle Research the one... We talked about the other week with the man from the house. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's part of that, wasn't he? Thingy. Manor. What's it called? Anyway, go and listen to that if you want to know about it. It's the same people. Enfield. Not Enfield. No, no. I can't remember. Richard living on the mole. Mr. George Sassoon, that the men in the town of Glen Forcer on Mole often wore blue bib and braces with white shirts, as Treadgold reported seeing the little man wear. Treadgold had no recollection of recollection of recollection, that's the word I wanted, of ever seeing men dressed this way. In fact, had not been on the Isle of Mole during the summer since at least the end of World War Two. Summer being the likely time to see the men with rolled up sleeves. Nisbet speculated she had in fact seen men dressed this way previously and simply forgotten until her vision brought him up. On the other hand, it also needs to be noted that fairies have often traditionally been described as wearing clothes that are roughly equivalent to middle class clothing for the cultures they are associated with. So they, they always seem to be wearing um, old clothes. They never seem to be. I haven't got up to. I've just told you one that weren't wearing yeah. old clothes. Do you think if that was you, you would go back and dig up his little sack and see what was in there? Oh, fuck me, yeah. I think so. But you'd probably forget. Well, you get, Maybe. You know, you, you mean would to it go be, and do stuff and then... Would it be cursed? Would it be cursed? I don't care. Fairy gold? Find it. Maybe it's filled yeah. with fairy gold? I'm stealing that fairy gold. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm um, 
an infinite being of immortal light can steal fucking fairy gold. <laughs> I can steal fucking fairy gold. Don't fucking mess with me. You're the just little, a fairy. The little fairy who planted those mushrooms and dug them up is around your house. He's listening. That was a gift. I should have, I, in any other circumstance, I would have taken that gift. You know. But mind, I had, I had a dream um, and I did talk about the dream on one of our podcasts. And uh, basically, we were dig- I was doing some gardening and the guy was taking mushrooms, who I was doing it with in my dream, and he was gi- giving me mushrooms, magic mushrooms to eat. And it's yeah. the same, just saying, that's where I got the mushrooms from. I would have got the mushrooms from. Um, you right? You still reading something of that? No, no, carry on. Yeah, okay, right. I know I just warbled about mushrooms then, but this is called, this is very strange because I hadn't read this story and I told you about the story about the um, the little person getting eaten by the dogs, yeah? Yeah. In the car park. And then this may be where I actually got it from thinking about it, but I heard it without, it's called a sad fate for a little man, <laughs> right? It was a strange morning to say the least. One day in May 1913, young brothers Sibby, Sid and Clyde Latham were chopping cotton on their family's farm near Farmersville, Texas, when their dogs started to bark frantically at something. Now, this is not the same story, but it's very similar. The boys went to investigate and found two dogs barking ferociously at a small man, only 45 centimetres tall, 18 inches. It's the same height, isn't it? Yeah. He was green all over and looked like he was wearing a green sombrero. His arms hang at his sides as if they were attached there, and the green appeared to be some sort of rubbery suit that covered his entire body. That was about all the boys saw of the little man before the two dogs attacked and tore him to pieces, spraying red blood and human-like organs all about. The boys retreated to their work, unsure what to think, and a bit horrified. The dogs followed and stayed near them for the rest of the day, as if frightened. The brothers checked a couple of times to be sure that the body actually existed, which it did, but when they told the parents they didn't believe the boys' stories, by the next day, all the evidence of the little man's existence was gone. It's like he'd never been there. So basically, the dogs... Him again. but it's not that's not the same story but it's no, strange that very you know, similar that story, though, isn't it yeah maybe it's so if you was if you had seen the little man and your dog had ripped it to pieces what would you do you don't you take it i know you would just leave it there and walk away would you are you is that how old, thing... how old were the boys uh i don't think it says it's something like a little look um but i do apologize uh, uh, so this is young brothers. Okay, so we're, they're probably too young to be bothered. But I mean, if we well, saw it now, we'd be like, oh, let's see what we, it is. We would. Well, if we saw it now, we'd get the dogs away, wouldn't we? We'd be like, we'd no, no, say I to mean, little, little man, and too late. If the dogs, after the dogs have eaten it, the dogs have ripped it apart. What I'd do you do? To see what. Well, in theory, you'd go and check it, but you might. Mm-hmm. There might be that. Yeah, but it might be that thing where you walk away for what you go. Oh. And then, you no, know, the thing with aliens little, and stuff like that. I saw a little no. man a getting minute. ripped apart. I'm going to walk away. Shut up a minute. We've got this thing where people, like, apparently... Shut go, up a minute. <laughs> well, you see, they're there, and then they see a UFO, like a big UFO, and then they just drive on, and they're like, oh, well, and it just like, goes out of their mind. It might be that kind of, you know, like, you've seen yeah. it, but you haven't seen it. Maybe that's what happened there. But like, if not, up, would we go and collect his head? Our story with the big, big black spider... Okay, don't you know, worry about we, that. Would we, we collect his head? I would definitely do some. I don't know. Maybe the dog's head. Scoop him up and how, put him in a box how, and see. What... How big? How big? Well, you would, wouldn't you? I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. I would scoop it up. Depends how ripped apart it was. It's weird. It's very weird. I don't know what I'd do. 
Dogs are mean. Okay, I got um, I got a story. It's the Bat Fairy. Okay. Okay. During the summer of two thousand by uh, two thousand and five. Boy and his girlfriend were part of a group of seven or eight people hanging out at a friend's parents' house in Chicora, Pennsylvania, in the United States. It was a quiet evening and the group was not using any recreational drugs, nor were drinking heavily. In short, they were not doing anything that could be construed as causing hallucinations. The house was set in a thick wooded area and the group had watched the sun go down from the house's back deck. It was around 10 at night and... Other than the spotlight shining onto the deck, it was pitch black out. During a London conversation, the group heard a tink noise coming from the many flower pots and plants that were sitting on the deck under the spotlight. Expecting a woodland animal had snuck into the plants, everyone looked over to see what critter was moving near the pots. As they turned, something shot up into the air from the pots. At the first impression had the creature was that it the first impression of the creature was that it was either an enormous moth or a large bat but its wings were wrapped around its body not stretched open and it had a human-like head with a very long pointy ears it reached the top of its leap right in front of the spotlight and hung a moment then the wings burst open to reveal a small humanoid female body about one foot in height with butterfly-shaped membranous wings Stretching from where the fingers should be down to the toes. How, how big again? Sorry. Uh, a foot, twelve inches. Okay. Quite still, it's not big, but it's no big for. Uh, fingers should be down to the toes, attached to the side of the body between both points. Though the creature's body blocked the light from the spotlight, the membrane of the wings was thin enough to allow the glow of the light to penetrate it, highlighting the veins in the structure for all to see. It also appeared to be covered by something that looked like tiny white hairs and had an overall soft greenish glow around its whole body. After this opening of the wings, the creature still hung in the air for an estimated 1 to 1.3 seconds total without falling. Then, despite its apparent size and biological structure, it fluttered like a butterfly across the porch, crossing four feet above the table all were sitting at and above their heads until it reached past the light of the spotlight and disappeared into the dark woods. The creature was observed for about a total of seven to ten seconds from first appearance to last visibility. After the initial shock wore off, everyone agreed there was really only one description they agreed on for what they saw. It must have been a fairy. That's it's a fairy. What is it? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's a really big whatever. What would you do? I mean, I like well, to think it'd like... be so quick. You just you'd watch it and then it'd be gone. Then you think. Ugh. I don't know, maybe we should have caught it. But no, I don't know. Did they say it was a female one? Yeah. I'd grab that bitch. Be like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. Sorry, fairy. Sorry. Just messing. Showing off. Um, I don't know. But just wait. Let me take a picture. Yeah. Just hang just, there. Just hang there, man. And you're like, whatever. I think one of these stories has got a picture. An actual picture? There's a picture of... this. Um, not that you can see the picture unless you want me to. I mean, it's not a very good picture. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not a... oh. Nobody else can see. It's well, Phyllis Bacon's fairy photo. I think it's around the internet because um, it's I've thing, seen this it? the other day. Oh, I... I think it's probably just an insect. 
What do you think? It's an insect. It's a fuck. I'm, I'm more scared of the insect than I am of the fairy. I'm not scared of the fairy. It's, an, it's not an insect. Oh, you mean the picture? The picture, yeah. Oh, okay. Not, not okay. the back. Yeah. What year was this then? What one are we looking at? What are we talking about? I thought you said there's a picture of the bat girl. No, no, there's not a picture of the, oh. the bat fairy. That was 2005. Phyllis's Bacon, Phyllis Bacon's fairy photo, which is on the internet. 2007. Oh, yeah. Uh, Go look up Phyllis fairy, Phyllis Bacon's photo fairy. Not yet, I'm not. I'm going to tell you another story. Tell me a story. No, this is notes from the Fairy Investigation Society. This is number five. I've got, I've got ten, basically. This is down to number five. No. Yeah. Anyway, sometime around 1937, the Fairy Investigation Society of England, now defunct, actually I don't know if it is, yes, there really was one, yes, yeah, so it is defunct, received a letter from a young woman who had experienced a very strange encounter while staying at an old house in Gloucester. The house had a garden that attached to the forest of the birdlit beaches. One day after she had washed her hair, the young woman walked to a nice sunny spot out, the sight of, the, out, out of sight of the house to let her hair dry. She enjoyed the scenery. She really used a hairdryer. In 1937. Then she felt an odd tugging on her hair. She turned to look and discovered a man, only 23 centimetres, 9 inches tall, and dreadfully ugly and wrinkled, tangled up in her hair. <laughs> His skin was the colour of dead leaves, and he complained in a high, squeaky voice that she had no right to be there as he struggled with her hair. But the moment he freed himself, he disappeared. So, what the fuck? So, she's washed her hair, she's gone like, Can I dry my hair in the sun? And then she looked around, and there's like some little dude just hanging off her hair. And he's, he's like, Well, you got no right to have your fucking hair here. You fuck off, you fucking get me out of here. Get me out of your fucking hair. Fuck's sake. Head and shoulders. And he's like, as soon as he's untangled himself, I mean, how did he get tangled up in her hair? Don't know. Maybe she was washing her hair with Ayo Husker or something. She's like, I don't know. That's very definitely a weird, I don't know. Is it true? Lee, did she wash her hair uh, with fairy, fairy shampoo? Not. Okay. Well, I'm going to do another one as you, you're not doing it. Well, I've got, it's called Hairy Fairy. In 1948, Mr. E.J.A. E. Reynolds was just 10 years old when he was visiting Horsham. I was just down the road. England during a school summer holiday. He went out one moonlit night to set rabbit traps and then waited nearby to see if he would catch anything. After a short while of waiting quietly, however, a 45 centimetre tall. How tall is that, Lee? 45 centimetre? I haven't got a clue. 18 inches, they all are. Man that, covered in, he the in hair. The All my ones are. In hair, stepped out from Blackberry Bush near the boy. This odd visitor didn't seem to know that the boy was there, so Reynolds got a good look at the strange man. His face was bare and leathery with a sharp nose like mine. His arms seemed to be longer compared to his body than a human's would be. After a short time, the odd man stepped back into the bush. The couple whom Reynolds was staying with laughed at him when he told them about seeing a little man. So a few days later, Reynolds probably kept his, probably kept his mouth shut when he was riding on the top of a double-decker bus for Horsham and spotted the hairy little man walking through the, across the garden in town, this time in broad daylight. So he saw him again. Did he see him? Or maybe only certain people see fairies. You know, it's the same as like only certain people have contact with aliens. The whole shebang. Certain people get this well, experience. When you, if they're a similar sort of thing, then certain people in both things are just the same sort of people. 
It's just what you see. Just crazy your, people. Your, you know, your brain filters out. You know, yes. Like, like I, single... I often filter out what you're saying. You said what was that? You <laughs> done it to me, didn't you? Hey, hey. filtered okay. you out, motherfucker. And it's and and again, it was the bus thing. Yeah, well, I'm not sure the bus is a... And I, I'm not sure more people see fairies on a bus than not on a bus. Well, out of everything, any vehicle that anyone sees fairies on in our stories, there's been two double-decker buses, two buses. There are some horses involved. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I don't think buses are relevant at all. Yeah, so what do you think about that one? What, my one? No, that, yeah, did he see the, <laughs> the little it. man with the leathery face? I believe he saw the man with every face. Yes, I do. I think we don't know in the the account. We don't know how many other people were about, and like was he when he the second time was you know there what? people about? Was he alone? We don't know. In all in all of these stories, there hasn't been much um, like fairy lore stuff. It's been no. like seeing them come here, like as opposed to people experiencing fairy lore. You Probably know, just the type of stories we've been looking up. Yeah, I mean maybe yeah. What year was that? Nineteen forty-eight. No, that was 1948. Yeah, no, Gnome, okay, yeah, got it. Apparently, this is not a very long. Rumor has it. Sometime between 1929 and 1937, Hungarian parapsychologist Nandor Fodor was visiting and interviewing Claire uh, Cantlon, then secretary of the Fairy Investigation Society in England, when she showed him a letter the society had received. So there's a fairy. I wonder if that's still going. The Fairy Investigation Society, probably. It said the yes, that actually used to be. That's what it said. So whether there is not, there probably it's probably like one person who, who's kept <laughs> yeah, the law, and he's like, I'm protecting this. I'm like, he's like the. There's a film in that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. The letter was written by a, a young woman who explained that she had been staying at an old house in Gloucester, England, that had a garden that attracted that attached to the forest of Birdlip. Same story. Birdlip Beaches. Same story yeah. as well. We, we, I, I said it earlier. Oh, the little man thing. All right, we'll get yeah. to that then. That's, like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> or was I just having that deja vu no, thing? No, then you wasn't. <laughs> we're story. both having it. Yeah. We're going, we're going over each other now. Okay. Got it. What you got? What's your next one? Go on. The mummified uh, We can play Snap. Play Snap. If, if I've got the same one, then... No, I don't think... Okay. Uh, Going back to fairy law, then, what do you? There's the law of the changeling, isn't there, where the fairies take the babies and yeah. replace them. So what do you yeah, know about then, that? Well, think about um, alien abduction. Some of yeah. it, people people say they've been abducted and they've had their um, babies taken. I haven't heard many stories about that. Loads. I've heard yeah a lot where we've been. They say they're apparently they've, they've um, basically they're confirmed pregnant. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant um, babies from like who have been born and like little. Babies. No, no, no. Just oh, like yeah, they're confirmed yeah. pregnant, and yes. then suddenly it's like, oh God, you've never been pregnant. You know that. Yeah. So it's that. You know, it's a very, it's 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 a 
are we just being like shown what we you know that per- perception thing of what we right shall i read this what bit? suits us i read this if you want. Oh, well go for it, it says the relationship between uh humans and fairy between human and the fairy world is well documented in British folklore, with fairy folk described as a far darker, more troublesome force than their contemporary counterparts. So they're saying that the British folklore of fairies is they're a darker thing than the like the Irish ones or Right. I, I presume that's what they're saying. Our ancestors found fairies suspicious and frightening. British mythology is rich with stories of unwary human beings tricked or punished by fae folk. You'd be hard pushed to recognise the benign, sparkly, wish-granting creatures with which we are familiar, which is what we were saying earlier, Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah. Tales abound of babies stolen from their cradles and replaced by fairies, of women shocked to find hideous creatures lying where their newborn once slept. These fairy imposters seem to be the most common in stories from Ireland and Scotland, as well as Northern Europe. Known as changelings, they are something to be feared for a great many new mothers. For anyone living in today's knowledge-rich society, it's difficult to imagine how people could truly believe that a baby could be stolen by fairies. But several hundred years ago, illness and death, especially that of children, was a very real part of life. And supernatural explanations for such events probably brought a degree of comfort to people who had no knowledge of modern science or medicine. Telltale signs that fairies had replaced a child with one of their own kind included incessant crying and refusing to settle, unusual facial features or curiously distorted limbs, constant feeding at the mother's breast without ever seeming satisfied, and ability to speak despite only being a few days old. Changeling babies were responsible for much ill fortune for the poor host family. Their presence would cause fresh milk to curdle and illness to plague the household. That's radiation. Because <laughs> when the it's when the um, aliens come and yeah, do their stuff, actually, yeah, it's radiation, get, yeah, the radiations. Okay. Human babies could be taken for many reasons: to replace an alien or unattractive fairy child, or to gain strength from the human mother's milk, or even. But basically, if you had, folk. if you had, and if you had an ugly child, just be like, oh, your fairies fucking swapped yeah, you. Exactly. Fuck off. The, the yeah. fairy swapped my child. This is not my baby. It's too ugly. Uh, was it strength, human milk, or even for the fairy folk to feed on a particularly grisly variant? Oh, so they took the baby to like eat the baby. Right, okay. They had the baby and swapped yeah. it with a... With a whatever. Perhaps it, it was a way to punish humans, who so often treated the fairy world with suspicion and disrespect. Conversely, well, you would, wouldn't you, if they stole your baby and swapped it with a slab of whatever? that the fairy folk loved human babies and thought them beautiful. They stole the prettiest, most good-natured babies to raise as their own, replacing it with a more troublesome fairy baby. In Scottish folklore, the baby was offered to the devil as part of the fairy folks, five to hell, as the Ballad of Tamlin. So what they're saying, going with that one, is like, if your baby's misbehaving and you know, they grow up to be a bit of a... And I'm really child's like, oh, this, I had a really good baby, beautiful baby, and the, the fairy yeah. stole him and replaced him with this little shit. Little bastard. Is that what they're saying? As much, yeah. Blame the fairies. Um, blame the parents, blame the fairies. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, the creatures left was behind what was not a baby, but an old, older member of the fairy family, perhaps cast out or left to die amongst the humans, ostracized from his own kind. 
It would fall to the human recipients to nurse this little person for what choice did they have? It would have been unthinkable to anger the fairies further by neglecting their cuckoo. In other stories, the baby was not replaced with a living creature but with a lump of wood enchanted to resemble a child. This enchantment would wear off after a few days revealing the true fate of the baby. Sometimes the wood, called a stock or fetch, would seem to sicken and die, but instead of a corpse there would lie a pile of rotting wood. There were various methods of revealing and even returning changelings, some of them horribly violent. If a baby's mother suspected she was host to a fairy child, she could try to trick it into revealing itself. For example, if she pretended to cook the family meal inside a single eggshell rather than a cooking pot, the changeling would be so confused that they would sit up and recite a rhyme. Acorn before oak I knew, an egg before a hen, but never before have I seen an eggshell brew dinner for harvest men. No. If your well, baby sits, sits up and says that, you know it's a changeling. Having revealed itself, fair, it would flee back to its own kind and the stolen baby would be returned. To be fair, if you did that and it worked, fair play. I know. But also, how would you... F is that the point? Oh, hold on, hold on. I've got all the food in the Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You just cook it and it gets confused. Just get the eggshell and start as if you were making a dip. I'm going to try that on you. Okay. What's the right? Acorn before, before oak I knew, an egg before a henna, but never before have I seen an eggshell brew dinner for harvest men. Okay, it was also said that changeling could be exposed by holding the baby over a hot stove on an iron spade, or holding it under water, Seriously? or holding it under water. As shocking as it sounds, it's likely that many babies fell victim to such abuse in times when such legends were wildly believed. Though it's, it's impossible like witch, to imagine inflicting such cruelty on any child nowadays, the truth was that most folk knew very little about what could really have caused these strange characteristics and behaviours in their babies. Genetic conditions, chromosomal abnormalities, diseases all could have given children a strange or even frightening appearance, and for people who had never come across such things, they could only rationalise it by declaring it the work of fairies. Even as late as the end of the 19th century, suspicion of fairy magic was seen as a legitimate defence against a charge of murder. The most famous case is that of Bridget Cleary, an Irish woman who was burned to death by her husband, Michael, after she fell ill. He and a group of fellow villagers were cleared of murder as they claimed it was not Bridget they had killed, but a changeling who had taken her place. Jesus Christ! What year was that? What year was it? Uh, she was must be eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Okay, right. It's, it's still, you know. Yeah, yeah. Burn your wife to death because you. I mean, it's one way to get rid of. Yeah, that's a yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, actually, she, but I don't remember it because I wasn't there. But it all seems very much sort of just blaming. Well, that all this stuff, you know, with the changing that, it's just sort of. I suppose the, the way I mean, you either believed that stuff. I suppose that they would have been more like sticks in the path, beware the moon, you know. Yeah. As opposed to like, alarms going off. Um, you know, then you got obviously the Christian stuff with the or like the witches, isn't it? It's very similar to. Sticking the witch in the water if she drowns. Oh yeah, she's a witch. She's a witch. Well, no, I, no, she's you know, not a witch. Or, put but... your 
put your baby on an iron on an iron spade and hold it over a hot stove. But it, what it doesn't kind say, of human could it, do that? It like? doesn't say what what you had to do to make the baby reveal it's a changeling. I mean, does it get hot and if it burns, it's a, the ba like a changing, and if it doesn't, it's a fairy. Oh, it's a baby, and if it doesn't, it's a fairy. I mean, I don't know. But you know what? You know, you're sort of completely off the thing, right? But sometimes, like, you think you want to get a time machine and go back and that look no way man yeah the shit they would do to you like oh jesus christ horrible horrible stories i thought we'd be, this would be a little bit of fun where you know dancing with the fairies it was a bit of dancing with the fairies yeah, of course like, now just you need to go yeah but if you look at you can't discuss fairies without going into changelings and what people perhaps oh no absolutely fault. yeah i mean some of it's you know i've got i've got this beautiful fairy babies but some of it's dark and quite sinister isn't it the changeling well most I've of it got, is most of it's I've got, my, my baby's ugly I've, and it's I've got something called an actual it's called number number two is called natural twinky fairy but okay. my number one is the one with the pot plants is the same jaw so snap you know the one with the, the green thingy but yeah. this one the, the may 1977 issue of fate an american magazine devoted to stories of odd events printed a letter from Cynthia Montefiore described two strange things that she saw at her mother's home in Somerset, England. One day, Montefiore was... I'm going to call it Cynthia. Cynthia was in the garden with her mother, who was shown her how to take cuttings from a rose tree. They were standing on opposite sides of the rose tree when her mother suddenly put a finger to her lips to indicate they should be quiet. It's a fucking fairy over there, she said. Then she pointed to one of the blooms. There, plain to see, was a... Six inch, 15 centimeter tall, six inch woman. So tiny little woman with beautiful wings like that of a dragonfly. She was pale pink with long silvery hair and pointing a small wand with a glowing tip at the center of the flowers. So that's very Tinkerbelly. The two women watched this little being for about two minutes as her wings beat like hummingbirds and she continued to point her wand. Then she simply disappeared. Needless to say, both women forgot to finish the lesson on the road cuttings. Later, Cynthia was sitting under a tree in the same garden reading a book when she noticed something moving in front of her. She looked up to see what looked like a sturdily built figure in one-piece brown suit run from the lawn to a young fir tree. When it disappeared, the figure was about 45 centimetres tall. How tall is that, brother? 18 inches. Exactly. Cynthia jumped up to look at the fir tree but could find nothing unusual or useful. Now, that's what you want to see, an actual, like, fairy with a fucking wand like maybe that's nature makes like mother nature but that she saw mother nature yeah you know and maybe. perceived it in i don't know some weirdy anyway that, that, that's all my fairy stories but i don't know are fairies real aren't they real do you know what i'm going to tell you a story one of my i'm going to tell you a fairy story myself and it's on them Technically could be in my, probably was in my head, a long time ago, a long, long time ago, at least 46, at least, I'd say 15, 16, 17, 18, maybe 20 years ago. At a place where I used to work, there was a river, you'd know it, a river, um, a place called Donkey Woods, and you could walk, there's like a river, and but sometimes at lunchtime, I'd walk from work, I'd go and sit by the river and meditate. And one time, I meditated and I I can still see it now but I kind of like in my mind's eye I saw this 
small 18 inch tall kind of like thing on the river like a i can't explain it but basically like dressed in green and kind of was like fishing on the river the thing anyway, was fishing the thing was it was like I, I can't explain it's a bit weird it was like it was almost like did i see it or didn't i see it like a fairy yeah. kind of was it in your head did you i don't probably or did you that could be that you... kind of thing you cross the bounds of like because you said before it, can you not normally see this stuff did you did your meditation open your it, it was what it was it was like it, it, it was like a brief a very brief sort of moment of sort of seeing something that was there but wasn't there if you know what i mean I do know what it, you mean. It, it it definitely wasn't what you mean i definitely didn't see i didn't go down and go oh look there's this little man who's like you know like you've yeah. seen in these stories but it was more like i was meditating and stuff like that and it was like almost i don't know like that what I just said, it was like that. Is that a kind of fairy but thing? Or did you see it in your mind's eye me? or did you see it with you? Did you... I didn't I, I definitely didn't have my eyes open, but it was okay. different it was like I don't know, maybe it's like wishful thinking of but it's always stuck in my head. Like well, it was it was very it, it was the feeling of something being there in the okay. route, like with the river and that, that was it. I, and it's really stuck in my head so, so I have a, I had an experience of that when I went to Cornwall, didn't I? And I was meditating. Oh you and did, I saw that so you eye. did. Yes you did, yeah. Hmm. Freak me the fuck out. Yeah, like it's a re it's as real as you perceive it, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, I don't know whether that was real, whether I just imagined it, but hmm. that know, felt weird. That actually felt sort of fairy, fairy -like. like. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, it seemed more a bit sinister, but not sinister, sinister in a bad way, just sinister in a an inhuman way. Um, not, no, not like no. Yeah, weird. I've got um, ah, oh, where is it? I've got. Sorry, can, can I? Can I? Before can you I go write... back, go on. Go on. No, sorry, go on. Before, but after we finish this fairy news, I've got some breaking news for right. you. Right. Remember before we were talking about? Sure, it was strange alien tales, and we about the green children. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a fairy one. Yeah. Was it fairy or did we say about? I think we were talking about well, alien it, stuff. Well, we might have done. Well, I think we were just like general, generalizing. Okay, but... because that that's cropped up as a fairy story as well. Yeah, it, it is. Like, it's def that is a hundred percent. That's like fairies coming over here. Yeah, the two children. I, I think maybe they were humans, but went there and then came here, and could be basically. Did they oh. live for like what the the girl died or the boy died, and then the other one, either was like lived and like learned yeah. English and like basically became part of the um. I think it might have been a priest or something like a parish person that took them in. And um, one, like the actual woman, the girl, actually lived to a uh, proper age after coming. They were green, weren't they? They came through the thing and they didn't know yeah. where they were, etc. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, yeah, that, that, I mean, okay. that's definitely a fairy story. Yeah. Have you got that there, have you? Yeah, there's a lot about it, actually. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very long story. Like, it's like a, it's a big, massive, it's a big yes. story. It's one of the oldest ones that's written down as well, I think, isn't it? In that yeah, sense, yeah, like definitely, a, a yeah. Counting. Well, then, what breaking news you got? It's nothing to do with fairies. Um, it's from associate of mine. Um, it's just basically just saying he's got a BP fuel card, which he uses, um, and he gets an email each week telling him how much fuel is, etc., etc., etc. And he's basically saying. Um, in September, which would have been last year, the fuel that he put in, I don't know how much he put in, cost £90.08p. The same amount now 
put in costs 110 pounds and 24p yeah it's a 20 it's basically a 22.38 increase of fuel with nine months that's fucking massive um that's an annualized inflation rate of 29.84 that that's massive i'll just say it's a massive inflation number as you know it's going to go into like the food or go into like the food and everything like that yeah 20 20 basically since last september it's 29.84 well inflation they they it's not so much that they want to we're going well, well off we should say this for another time it doesn't matter they, we, just a quick thing they, they're going to try and they're going to hike those sort of fuel prices so much that it's going to be almost impossible for you to run to a get, car yeah so you need to go and get a electric well, car also, what it does, it, it puts pressure on the food industry, doesn't it? You know, shipping everything. And, and all you're putting the prices up of the food and stuff like that. that that's the squeeze. In two months, I mean, when are we going to get the hyperinflation where you can't buy a, a loaf of bread, you know? I don't know. Anyway, that, that was my... For some fairy food and go and live with that. That was my, um, that was my ending breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Inflation is at an annualised inflation rate of 29.84. People start stocking up. Shit, food, idiot. Hang on a minute. No, you're right. You should stock up in fuel. You can't. What fuel are you going to stock up on? Do you know how long you can keep fuel? No, I don't. Do you know petrol lasts for about a month? That's it. No idea. Apparently, I was looking into it for when the zombie apocalypse happens. If it's like in your fuel tank in your car and you don't use it after about a month or so. Is that why when you watch the zombie things, like no one's ever got any? No, I, think I don't think they. They just say cars don't work, but yeah, apparently if you don't store it, cars not work. It, um, after about a month or so, it all goes bad. It could okay, be but... that could be a lie. Anyway, could be a lie. Like nuclear weapons don't work. So get like your electric that. car. Like it. We're not going there, but you can't charge electric car unless you've got fuel. Anyway, stock up on supplies, guys. Just stop. I can very fast. Stop. Stock up on. Stop up on. Stop up on supplies. Go back to fairies quickly. Would you like to oh. actually have a proper encounter with a fairy? Or fairies. Um, Would you like to dance with the fairies? I have. I've got a brother. He's a fairy. Hey. Hey. I'm going to tell him um, next time we meet him. Um. I, it'd be, do you know what? I want to have an account. I want to have all of these. I want to have poltergeist. That's why I can't put stuff on my walls. I've had that. Aliens, Predator, <laughs> um, Slender Man. Oh, thanks. Slender Man's not no. even real. It's made up made shit. Up. But then maybe yeah. it made him real for making it up. There you go. I don't really want Slender Man. You know, I want to experience all this stuff without. Uh, what I want to do, I want to watch someone else experience it. That's not experiencing without... it, though, is it? Kind of is. I want to report on something. I want to, or let me watch you experience it. I don't know. Because fairies, you know, I don't really want to disappear for, I don't want to go and dance around for like 20 minutes and come out and it's 20 years later. You know You're a mean? terrible dancer. They'd send you back anyway. They probably would. I'm pretty You'd be like, dancer. you just trod on my friend, you bastard. Uh, off you go back to the land of the men. Like kicking him and stuff. They'd go, fuck off. And it'd still be like, why don't I, would you? I'd like to meet a flight one and he'd be like, Fuck <laughs> I don't know. Stick his finger up at you. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I do. I want to go. I want to. I want to have Gulliver's. Experience. I know. I know you want to go. I want to be. I want to be a big giant. In okay. A, in Gulliver's travels. I want to go where? Um, we've got 
quickly talk about which was a, a big fairy turned out to be a big fairy hoax which was the cottonton fairies oh with the girls it, with the oh pictures. Yeah. was it a hoax though well i think it was because they're not even they're not 18 inches tall are they let's be honest no but they're quite small fairies when i looked at it there was you got the there, there were two cousins yeah. and they no, were uh, taking pictures with one of the cousins uh, father's camera it's francis griffiths and her cousin elsie white they took pictures and then um you know the pictures turned out well we know what they turned out like they turned out yeah. pretty good for the time i think it was nine between 1917 and 1920 they took these five lots of pictures and the mother got the pictures and she took them off to her uh Theosophical society, or whatever, society, and there was yeah. a bloke there, and he was like interested in them, and he decided that they proved that there was, um, I don't know, like an enlightenment coming. Basically, she, she took them off. Uh, let me have. I wrote something down. Society, you know, properly. The subject. Of, she took them to a fear. Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Theosophical <laughs> society. Uh, appropriately, the subject of the evening lecture was fairy life. And the images appear to have caught the imagination and the enthusiasm of the society's supporters and one of its leading members, Edward Gardner. Seizing on an opportunity to promote the most important spiritual message of the theosophists, that humankind was undergoing a process of transformation that would lead eventually to the perfection of the species, Gardner claimed that the two images were spiritual proof that the great metaphysical changes were happening. And people talking about that now. Yeah, Hoaxes. what year was this? This was nineteen like nineteen seventeen. Oh, I back forever. Yeah, they're still going on about us. Coming, man, it's Shift. shifting. It's all yeah. We have we're to shifting. Into, we're shifting into the fifth dimension. No, we're, we're not. We'll talk You're about that another time. Getting more. Right, the photographs were examined government. by photographic expert Harold Snelling, who confirmed them as authentic images of what was in front of the camera. Thus avoiding no. having to validate them as images of fairies. Gardner uh, used the like, images. Yeah, the it's like, what's, right. yeah, what the pictures, what's there is real, but it d didn't say what's, mm. you know, the pictures. The pictures were real, but it didn't say they were real pictures of fairies. Gardner claimed the two, uh, was, I lost my place now. <laughs> Gardner used the images in his lectures and also had prints created to sell afterwards. Basically, that went on, and these fairy pictures were going around for another 40 years it was in only the 60s when people started to really look at them and question whether they were i can very much remember seeing it in um the, the those rfc clark's magazines that yeah. you know unexplained wasn't it unexplained, or something like that unexplained yeah. they were in there those things um and then it was pretty much however they in the 60s so people looked at them and said they're probably you know fakes but they still weren't proved it was only in the 1980s when Jeffrey Crawley, editor of the British Journal of Photography, undertook a major investigation, concluding they were fakes. The cousins were both still alive in the 80s, and finally Elsie confessed to the hoax, probably with some relief. In 1980, uh, sorry, confessed to the hoax, probably with some relief in 1983. What undoubtedly started as a clever stage-managed bit of fun suggested by Francis had got seriously at hand. Francis, though, maintained all her life that fairies and their sun bath which was like the last picture taken the fifth image showed the fairies were real did they not say 
we we invent we done the pictures, but we'd actually seen the fairies. Yeah, the fairies. The, the, yeah, that that well, was no, like they, I think Elsie said they were fake, but Francis said we did see fairies, like the one in yeah. the fairies in their sun bath or whatever. I'm gonna I have an actual yeah. copy of fairies uh, is a Can real you, picture. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want defunct fairies. I don't. I mean, I'm not into the um, you know, fairies, Tinkerbell fairies. As we said, you know, at the beginning, and yeah, fairies is a different kind of thing. It doesn't mean that aren't some not a bit sort of Tinkerbelly, but how many of them does it not seem actually that the men have just like walking around with, you know, spades and shit, and women have got wings. Yeah, look like that. Apart from the one that I'd done at the beginning with the, the um, fairy in the red woman, she didn't have wings, she just went up to a bloke and smacked him with his well, uh, wand. Or the girl, but, but... I think the... You, you never get the story of a man fairy with wings. No, well, maybe they don't. Well, well like we said earlier, just about the fairies of different different types, so they're not all the yeah. same. The ones with wings are a type of thing. And... They're all female. Maybe, or you know, the ones who do dig things the are, are different. Maybe they're queens, like um, oh, like know. queens. I don't know. And they've got the worker ones, and you've got the queens, maybe like a little bit like ants. I think they're just different types of. If they are fairies, they're just all different types of fairies. <laughs> that was fantastically interesting, though. I quite enjoyed that. I'm glad you, you did. Awesome. I'm going to go. What I'm going to do when we're finished, I'm going to go and water my plants, even though it's quite late, and see if I can find some fairies. Oh, what there. in your plants? Yeah, so if you don't see me tomorrow or again, because you're dancing cause in another realm, plants dancing in the other realm, I'll be like, I need the food. Yeah. Be like, oh, no, I really need a piss. Can I just go? I'm dancing. Like, Can I stop dancing? I need a piss. Right, cool. right then, anyway, bro. Time to go. We had a big, we had a big conspire. We had a big conspire, and that was episode 31, and on the 9th of the 7th, 2021. Um, if you haven't had your kill shot yet, don't get it. If you've had it, tough shit. Um, other than that, rock on fairies. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, email. What's the email, bro? It's uh, bigconspire at hotmail.com. Send us your yeah. dream stories. Yeah, or, um, I don't know, do a review on some kind of podcasting thing. Just one yeah. would be nice. <laughs> a really good one. And um, that's it, it, man. Everyone Just else says, like, give us five stars, even if you don't like us. I mean, I don't know. Right, don't have to give us five stars. Don't give a fuck what you book. Just put a review. Be interested. <laughs> don't care if it's okay. like one or five stars. Just, you know. We don't care. We don't yeah. care. Do we, bro? We, don't care. We, don't, we don't know. You can contact us on Twitter. It's uh, at Big Conspire. Facebook's big conspire. Search for us on there. Once again, truth, email address truth is, is out there. Big conspire at hotmail.com. And you can get the videos on Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Big that, conspire. Yeah. And obviously, we stream on Twitch Friday nights at about 8 30 UK time. Uh, that's the big conspire as well. When you can be bothered to live. turn up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Right, cool. anyway, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you See later. Ya. Bye. Bye.